What up? This is Yinka Diz. Peace. This is Outlaw. And you're listening to the 80s Babies Podcast. And today I am very excited for this episode. After <laughs> teasing it for the better half of the past year, we are finally here recording our very first Battlegrounds episode. Let's Uh-oh. go. And so for those who don't know, essentially, this is going to be uh, an episode where we've got three competitors and one judge. The judge today is going to be me. And uh, I'll be throwing out some questions. The questions are prepared so that, you know, they've got their arguments and whatnot. And they're just going to, you know, duke it out. And, uh, you know, we're going to see whose arguments the best. And so, um, you know, so obviously we've got our, our co-host, Yinka. He's going to be competing. What up? What up? And then uh, to my left, we have returning to the show, my man, Calmont. Hi everybody! And the uh, the first time on the uh, on the eighties babies podcast, we got my man Cyrus. What up? What up? All right. So yeah, essentially what I'm going to be doing here is uh, I'm going to be scoring the arguments. So they, when I throw out a question, they might have an answer that I prefer. But if they don't argue it correctly, or someone can can counter their argument and basically tell us the world why their argument is trash, why their answer is trash, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna score those points. So. If you win the round and I really like your argument, you're going to get three points. If you don't win the round, but maybe you had a good argument, uh, I might score you a point. If you're just kind of neutral, blase, whatever, you know, didn't really impress me, didn't really do anything to hurt yourself, you just get nothing. And if you, you know, you come whack, come with that trash and everyone calls you out, you might get a minus one on your on your, on your score. So uh, after three questions, I'm going to tally up the scores and then uh, we're going to take the final two competitors and we're going to do a little speed round. I got some additional questions that no one knows about. And then we'll give uh, each of them like 30 seconds or so to, to get their answers, get their arguments. And then yeah, we'll, we'll we'll come up with a winner. I should have stopped drinking a lot a long time ago. Then yeah, we uh, uh Calmont brought a nice bottle of Jameson. You're welcome. Yeah, we and, need uh, to thanks. Yes, thank you very much. And so Black we'll, uh, Barrel, shout out to all the JMO drinkers. <clears throat> Basics. So yeah. All right. So uh, we ready to get into this? Let's get it. Nope. All right. I'm ready to win. All right. So round one, the first question: Which solo artist has the best entourage? And we're gonna we're gonna give each competitor a chance to 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 lay out the groundwork of the of the other argument of the answer, and then they're just gonna get into it. So, Kalmont, you on my left? We're gonna start with you. Oh, best right. uh, solo artist with the best entourage. The solo artist that had or has the best entourage. Uh, a few came to mind right away, but mm. after thinking about it, I'm gonna go with Fat Joe and Terror Squad. All right. That is the only entourage that I could think of where the featured member of the entourage eclipsed it all and took it for himself. That's what took it for me. Big pun, uh, in one album, immediately entered the conversation of best lyricist to ever do. Right. Um, so, you know, with Fat Joe, you had uh, this Terror Squad. Uh, I think, what was the first album? That Terror played? Squad, the album. No, no, no. Like the the first, it was one of Joe's albums where like you first got a glimpse of them. Don like, Carter Jr. I think Don Carter was been. the first time the Terror Squad came out. Before that, he was in DITC. So it's Fat Joe, Big Pun, Cuban Link, Triple Sace. Uh, way back in the day, the Beat Nuts had that song uh, off the books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The classic. And that pun verse. Oh yeah. Got. I mean, he he hopped on that track and murdered it to a degree where people don't even know that it's a beat nut song. <laughs> Few people even mention the beat nuts at all. So it's like with Pun, you know, uh, uh, doing what he did, 
dropping an album that was considered for Grammy, you know, uh, uh, type of nomination. Um, and just being one of the, the, the best ever grabbed the mic, um, you know, that immediately put that entourage on the map. Uh, Cuban Link, Triple Sace, they always came correct, really witty with their lyrics. I mean, they ran with pun. Like, they, they had to, you know, come with it in terms of lyrically. Uh, once he passed, the... Uh, once he passed, uh, Cuban Link and Triple Sace kind of moved on, but then Fat Joe brought in Remy Martin and um, who's the other dude? Uh, Tony Sunshine, and they put out Lean Back, which was like the summer hit for years. Sure. So I'm going with Terror Squad. All right, Cyrus, on to you. Uh, what you got? Wu Tang. So um, just my proxy pick for any member of them would be Ghostface. So. Basically, if you're talking about their entourage, I mean, when, when Wu-Tang came out with their, their, their group album that everybody followed up with their solos, no group really, you know, had that um, backing for each solo artist like Wu-Tang. Nobody ever did it like they did, you know what I mean? So I picked Ghostface because, obviously, I think it's a good thing I was actually listening to Iron Man <laughs> when you post that question. That album is still so, I mean, it's insane, you know what I mean? So... The way that, and then Capadonna kind of debuted on that album. We do like Capadonna. Oh, yeah. So, good black women sleep over at Capadonna. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I could pick Jizza, I could pick, uh, of course, Raekwon and all that stuff, but they all came through and, you know, lit up their verse, lit up their parts on, on the, and just, you know, basic Method Man, all them cats came through. And so, who, what entourage doesn't like them? So, I mean, that's my argument. Alright, so we got uh so Kalmas got Fat Joe Terror Squad, Cyrus has Ghostface and the Wu Tang clan. Uh Yinka, what you got? Yeah, man. I so I think my answer is better than y'all's. Though though y'all had some great answers. Uh I'm gonna go with Dr. Dre. All right. Uh and the reason I'm gonna go with Dr. Dre is um I I rate an entourage on two major factors. Factor number one is uh in, in the intimidation factor. Uh how scary is your entourage? Does your entourage make, you know, cats know that they, they can't mess with you? You want to talk about um, like that? Fact yeah. that, no, no, hey, who, who, who was great? Who was great? We'll, by the way, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get, get to that. that. Uh, factor number two. Cyrus already coming with it. He already ready. <laughs> firepower, right? Like like ly- lyrical firepower. You you a hip-hop entourage, you know, are there cats in your entourage that can, that can come with it, you know, from a musical perspective? Now, Dr. Dre is the only person from the perspective of all of the people that we've talked about who's had a, an entourage that eclipsed other entourages in three different eras of music that had both of those two things. So we'll start with the first era of Dr. Dre, which is N.W.A. N.W.A. was N.W.A. So I don't even really have to go too much into into you know that with with, with having Ice Cube, having Easy E, having MC Ren, you know, Yella, you know, on the turntables, Battle Cat, everybody who was involved there. Um, Ice Cube being one of the best writers of, of you know our time. Uh, th- then you had a second era of Dr. Dre, which was Dr. Dre leaves N.W.A. and Dr. Dre comes to you know the uh, Death Row camp, right? So. Death Row is one of the most intimidating entourages of all time. One, right? Like even just Suge Knight himself. Um, Death Row being able to unite both the Bloods and the Crips to be to become this West Coast tandem of of just fear. Um, everybody in in the world was afraid of the folks, you know, in Death Row. So that's that. And and you know, 
they also had obviously Snoop Dogg, who who was debuted in that in that crew. They had you know Corrupt. They had Daz Dillinger. They had Michelet. They had whoever else they had there in terms of folks that you know were bringing the music. So so musically they were there as well as the intimidation factor. Now then Dre has a third phase or a third chapter of that crew, which is uh, G Unit. So he goes out. He gets he gets Eminem. Eminem recruits 50 Cent. 50 Cent recruits G Unit. Um, this crew was so formidable that at an award show, somebody actually tried to attack Dr. Dre and was blindsided by Young Buck, who pulls out a fork and stabs said person in the chest. So that is a crew that it, it was even almost a tangential crew because you know it was a crew who was related to 50, who was related to Eminem, who was related to Dr. Dre. But it was such a formidable crew that you still couldn't get to Dr. Dre because you had a random dude who didn't even have an album out yet that was going to stab you in your chest. Um, additionally, G-Unit had great albums. Eminem had great albums. Aftermath had um, O.B. Trice, somebody who was shot in the head and came out with another album the next year. Um, you know what I'm saying? So I, I just think that from the perspective of how formidable the crew was, <clears throat> and from a lyrical perspective, as well as fear, I'm going to give it to Dr. Dre. And I don't think anybody else is close. All right. So we got Yinka coming with Dr. Dre and his entourage of NWA, Death Row, Aftermath, G-Unit. Go. I want to I hear counters. So honestly, I, I didn't think I would get a victory that easily. <laughs> <laughs> In round one. Simply right. due to the fact that my two counterparts didn't understand the question. Mm -hmm. Therefore, gave uh, answers that don't even qualify. What? The question was, what single artist, right. solo artist, right. solo artist right. had or has the best entourage? Yeah. Right. So, first of all, you mentioned Ghostface, who is a member of a group. Right. Who was Ghostface's entourage? He, he was a part of a group. Right. Right. Uh, and then you well, mentioned he did do solo work. Just, just, just so yeah, I I allow the answer because he does mm. also qualify as a solo artist. He's a solo yeah. artist. So he's I, a, I, so he's I allow, got. I allow he's it. a solo artist. He's, but, but who, he's is Ghost's, who is Ghost's? Who is Ghost's entourage? I, I can't answer that. But all right. Yeah. And then and then Dinka takes the liberty of like really stretching the definition of, of you know a solo artist and entourage and mentions a producer. A producer in, who has solo albums does have own, a solo career. In your own ar argument, you said eventually Dre left NWA. Yeah, he left the group he was with. Then he signs Eminem, who then goes on to sign G-Unit. And you mentioned all these people. It's like a producer does break artists. That's what so a producer fam, does. I, I think out of the three arguments, you have the worst argument. And I'll okay. tell you why. <laughs> First of all, you couldn't even name the better people in the entourage <laughs> that Fat Joe has. Secondly, who are they? The, better, the better people, the people who have had the best solo careers out of Terror Squad, outside of Big Pun, who you mentioned, are Remy Ma, who was actually discovered by mention, Big Pun. Of course, he did I was actually, wait, wait, wait. Ma. He said that Bi that Big Pun passed away, and then Fat Joe went out and got Tony Sunshine and and Remy, Remy Ma. Ma. Those are both incorrect. He's right. Secondly, <laughs> yeah, secondly, Tony Sunshine is actually the most formidable person in Terror Squad. That per that person has been there since back in the day when Cuban Link was there. To the point when Cuban Link left the group. Tony Sunshine was the one that slashed Cuban Link's face. Of course. And that's the reason why there's there's real beef in, in Terror Squad. Yeah, so your argument was there. weak as fuck, dog. First and foremost, <laughs> because it was wrong. And secondly, it wasn't and, wrong. And secondly, Wu Tang is is a crew that is <clears throat> is is deep as fuck, right? You got True. nine core members. 
and they were known to beat motherfuckers up. Oh yeah, right. Of course. So like that that crew, everybody's nice lyrically, right. and they uh, all can fight. You got, right? Mm. You guys are nice. I'm not supposed you to. I'm not supposed to. You got got a so, flow. So the entourage is what you're talking about is generally weed carriers, right? Even Cuban Link, who I loved growing up. No, no, no. That's not what I'm talking about. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. In the spirit of the question, the spirit of hip hop, like our, our era. Okay. Anytime you talk about solo artists with his entourage, you're talking about an artist who got on, okay. and now they're trying to put their people on. Uh -huh. That's what an entourage. So is. initially, your your, your response was Jay Z, right? But I'll give you an example of entourages, okay. right? Okay. So uh, let's see. You mentioned Eminem before. That's a, that's a good one, right? Mm -hmm. Eminem. So now that I'm on, let me let me try to get D12 on. Uh. Nas, you know, Queen's Finest, trying to get the Bravehearts going. That's what an entourage is. A solo artist gets... Bust the rhymes with flip mode. Those are entourages. But see, to, 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 to take I, I, I a, don't agree with what you're saying, right? Because But because, see, it's like when you loosen it right. up to the point, th this is looser than like a wizard sleeve type of loose. Where it's like, <laughs> oh, you know what? Let's do this. Answer this question and, and mm. be honest. Be as honest as you want to be. All right. Mm. When you take a look at the multi-platinum, record-breaking artist who's known as DMX, right. have you or anybody you know taken a look at him and said, oh, yeah, that's the most formidable person in the entourage of Swiss Beats? No, but that's because, that's because there was never a situation where, where Swiss Beats was featured in that group. If there was a situation where him, it's not an if album Swiss, if Swiss not Beats out came out, if Swiss Beats came out when Rough Riders Anthem came out and that was his single, and then he was running with Rough Riders and they were all around him, he ran. Then with I would him. say yeah. He put albums out at that same same time, same what, era. What album did he put out in in that era? Swiss Beats. What album did Swiss Beats put out in that era? Swiss got an album like in '98 or '99. No. What yes, album by Swiss Beats is there in '98? That's false. You want me to Swiss, look it up? Yes, please look it up because Swiss right. Beats does have an album, and it came out in the two thousands, um, and oh, and it featured a, a single with Shine on it. That was that was post Rough Riders era. Swiss was so, was all anyway, over. It's not like he's he's a producer. Let's that be you real, don't right? You, you are trying to real. you are trying to constrain the constrain. idea of what an entourage is because you have the worst argument here, <laughs> right? I actually think no. my man Cyrus here has a really, really strong Ghostface argument. Killer didn't and, have and just by if it wasn't, if was it wasn't of for the group. fact my that Dr. Just the most Dre, obvious. if it wasn't for the fact that Dr. Dre had multiple entourages over multiple decades that were all formidable, I would have gone with Wu Tang Clan. So the thing is with your with your argument though, Dr. So, Dre had to switch up. Good lord, because his crews was fucking up periodically you guys so are he beef with nwa then he had to form but we but we beefed situation. with themselves huh they were fucking but up. they still family today they still family today they mostly. just put out an album no <laughs> mostly yeah no mostly yeah overwhelmingly mostly well see see, see and, and this is my issue and with, with, this, with this entire Red situation because this guy's supposed to be the moderator but because of the fact that he has such an affinity for Wu-Tang this is because I know no 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 I know that outlaw 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 gave me a heads up outlaw gave me a heads up outlaw gave me a heads up so alright Dr. Dre just put out a picture called The Defiant Ones where he had all of these people throughout 
his entire career that all came and spoke for him. So therefore, all of these people are riding with him in in 2017. Uh, he's also fucking 50 whatever years. Right, old, he's a right? billionaire. So, so you know, I mean, of course they ride. If if we all want to say yeah, everybody's family today. Well, yeah, everybody's fucking millionaires, and they, yeah, they're all family. I don't think that that right. it defines you whether can say or not that about dog pound and corrupt and all the people. They yeah, really they fell out too but, yeah. because that's what families do. That's what yeah, what but they're not really do. that. Right. People do what? Terror Squad also fell out. Yeah, you're conflating rap groups with an entourage. I mean, but that's I what, think that's anybody, what's happening who, rolls here. Together, anybody who rolls anybody together, anybody who rolls, they exactly. tour together, they come up on each other's albums together. You know what I mean? Yep. That's what entourage is. It fills all those definitions. You just described what woo is by default with with Terror Squad. Them, you know what I mean? The rappers that roll with you. So you hold on. I mean? So why is Wu Tang's why is the Wu Tang entourage? Why is Ghostface's entourage specifically better than Terror Squad? And you know uh, the Dr. Dre entourages, and he has a legitimate point saying N.W.A. the the Death Row and the Aftermath G Unit entourages. Why is Wu Tang better? The nicest MCs, the most memorable material. You know what I mean? Most classic material, and they still together tight today, making albums, still doing music. You can't really say that about. I'm gonna say else. this: if we're really say that if we're opening else. the definition up of a solo <laughs> artist entourage to include these super producers, uh, of course, Riz's entourage, and that's why you're so wrong. Ghost is still doing Cyrus, music today, you know. Cyrus. That's why Ghost you're wrong. Ghost is still doing music it's today. Not, listen, it's not Ghost entourage. That's the Riz's entourage. Ghost is still doing music Wu-Tang today, and Clan he has members of Wu on his album. I tell you what, let Cyrus, me let me help, let me help you out. Entourage. Let me help you out and the Riz's entourage is better than Dr. Dre. The the wildest shit about this is. Actually, you do have an argument. You just don't know how to pose it. What? Um, because this, because Fat Joe actually ran with DITC, which was yeah. a Bronx crew before. Yeah. But, before but that before is Terror one Squad. of the most lyrically formidable groups of all time. Of all and time. And if and you beats. understood what an entourage was, you could have made that argument. Yanka. And they have some of the greatest Few people are going to agree with choosing a producer of all time. And breaks I people's roll with that careers argument. as I saying roll with that, that that's argument. their person's entourage. Hey, that's ridiculous. Man. You know what nah. I mean? That argument is absolute nonsense and that's why I motion right. to table it because it should be. <laughs> Secondly, how, how many, the Wu-Tang how, how Clan many, how is many? a more formidable uh, uh, lyrically then DITC, I'll say that. How, I think so. No, 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 wait. Mm. How many? Critically and commercially. I would have been on your side with DITC if you said that. No, no, no. Critically and commercially. Listen, how many of y'all people have had someone in their entourage stab somebody on their behalf <laughs> to try to make sure that their 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 well-being was intact? Why is There's that a factor, There's many rappers man? that. That's that, a factor for me. Wow, man. I ain't fucking with Dre because I ain't trying to get stabbed in the chest. <laughs> That's not music, though, man. That's Listen, not... is, is this about, about music? We're talking about entourages. But then you're not fucking with Jay-Z either. Y'all had the liberty to... You're not fucking with Jay-Z either. I posed the question. Y'all had the liberty to kind of define it the way you want to. So I'm just taking it I gave you my two factors. And and I think that my argument ain't nobody, is what it is. Ain't nobody gonna run with a producer who has access to all these artists they break and say, yeah, all these people are their entourage. I mean, th- then let's talk about Timberland's entourage. Quincy Jones does, got a goddamn wait, entourage. Does, it's a but, ridiculous but, but have premise. You, have you seen Timberland roll with those people? What I'm talking about is when when Dr. Dre had Static on the road, N.W.A. was fighting. He's e- Easy E's people were there. When Dr. Dre was on the road with Dog Pound. If people mess with Dr. Dre, My G. Dog Pound was going to be there. Everybody, that is an entourage. Hip hop artist entourage. We're talking about like Junior Mafia. They're, they're just rappers trying to get their no. albums out. What you're saying is. You're taking is, it to the streets. You're you, not talking about you, albums. You you're only want to include weed carriers. 
Some I'm not. Ta- I, some, I haven't mentioned one weed carrier. Some, some I'm talking dudes, about somebody who's put out music. Junior Mafia Jun- are weed carriers. <laughs> Junior <Okay>. Mafia came <laughs> out with plays <laughs> and facts. <laughs> Junior and Mafia that, came out with plays and that was Biggie and Lil Kim. Nobody gives a fuck about any Lil, of the rest yo, of them. C's on that song. You care song. about C's? No, Be no, honest. No. Today, Come no, on, no, no, no. Today, don't lie to me, man. Yinka, listen, listen. Right. Listen to what I'm saying. Because mom don't care about C's. <laughs> When that that's, song came out, that's hilarious. when that song came out, yo, people people was looking out for it because it's yeah, like, yo, they, they were looking out for Little Kim play, and nah, Notorious nah, 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 nah. Big, Players Anthem, right? But who, people got put on notice. It, it's like you know, you, you, uh-huh. now now you're reaching. How am I reaching? You are reaching because who, I'm, I'm who talking in about Mafia that era. Matters besides besides Little Kim and, they and, and Biggie because <clears throat> Biggie was there. They mattered, my right. dude. You know what I'm saying? And, and and out of everybody, out of any entourage you want to mention. Like in terms of commercial success or most hits, due to Biggie, due to Lil right. Kim, Junior Mafia probably you know holds the claim. So so uh, so Junior Mafia had an album, right? Name me one song that didn't have Biggie or Kim on it that anyone knows. Because I can actually name one. Now you you're can't. talking. Now you're talking Entourage. <laughs> now you're talking Entourage. You just want to talk about, about weed carriers. Face slashing and, and whatever. I, 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 I'm not I, talking I, about I, no weed carriers. I, final arguments. Carlos, you got the mic. Go ahead. Thirty second wrap up. Final arguments for 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 Fat Joe and Terror Squad and why it you know secedes these two. I mean, the one entourage that's a true entourage in terms of the definition and the spirit of hip hop that had a a, a legendary uh, MC uh, who put out a legendary album and hits. You know, uh, uh, till this day, Fat Joe and Remy Ma are still putting out hits. Terror Squad, lean back. Yo, let me Not give really. one, I, I, let me give one more ahead. argument Not against really. that. Hold on, hold you on. can do that. You right, can do that. Right, but right, you listen is, to producers. Which is, right, 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 is right, nonsense. Final from Yinka. Go ahead. Oh, let, yo, go ahead. Right. Yeah, you counter that and then and then go ahead. So I'm I'm gonna start with the counter that you you discussed uh, the, how you felt as though uh, aftermath was was tangentially related to 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 Dr. Dre because Eminem is a person that recruited Fifty Cent, right? But um, actually, Terror Squad was initially Full Eclipse crew, which was Big Pun's crew that Fat Joe scouted and then started running with. So that's actually Big Pun's crew, that, and that's the reason why he has beef with them. The entourage, but, um, Terror Squad is, fat, is, is Big, Big Pun. Pun's entourage that Straight started up. hanging out with Fat Joe. Yeah. Anyway, to wrap up my argument, you know, once again, I feel as though Dr. Dre has had um, a, a phenomenal run as a solo artist who came out in 1992. Um, who has been uh, involved with multiple very formidable, both from a lyrical as well as street tough guy type of shit uh, perspective um, in multiple different eras. And I think I, I, I stated right. that argument. Cyrus, final arguments. Uh, my, obvious, my, my answer is the most obvious. I need more arguments. Right. Right. I'm, I'm, picking, I'm picking Ghost Face. I'm picking Ghost Face again member. because... Who has His entourage, entourage was full of skill contributors, con- skill contributors to each other's solos projects. I'm using Ghostface because he's the most interesting out of all of them. I mean, Iron Man is the be- one of the best albums of all time. I think it got five on Source. Maybe it was four and a half. Uh, it's I think it's half. It doesn't right. matter. It's a classic. It's up there. You know what I mean? Then he followed up with Supreme Clientele and Bulletproof Which Wallets. We all love Supreme Clientele. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, spat on all those albums still to this day man they're still rolling i just saw them you know what i mean they are there whatever so right. it's obvious that's a rap group that's not an entourage it's right. an entourage right, right. solo <laughs> so album let me go solo artist let me go through this all right let's get the moderator to, right. to get a score um carlos i think you actually had the best understanding of the question 
um please, at least in terms please. of how i posted but that being said that being point. said um like i said i was willing to listen to everybody's arguments um I think that you did a good job of knocking both uh, Cyrus down in the sense that, you know, Wu-Tang came out first and then, yes, Ghostface did have a solo career. But I think that you did a good job of, of knocking the fact that perhaps, you know, the Wu-Tang doesn't necessarily constitute as an entourage. In terms of, uh, in terms of Yinka's argument, you're right. In terms of mu- musically, you can't necessarily use the fact of busting up heads as, 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 a, as a, a reason to justify why they had the best entourage. So why so, do you uh, have an entourage if you can't get they not busting heads? Hold on, hold on, hold on. He, he, they don't want to understand the, the concept. What's Tony Yayo's purpose? Whoa, you don't on. understand the hold spirit on, wait, wait, wait. of hip-hop. I'm just hip-hop. going through the arguments entourage. that I like. Spirit of hip-hop is motherfuckers getting fucked right. up. I'm just going no. through the arguments that I like. <laughs> Thank right, you, Cyrus. Thank you, Outlaw. Cyrus, Cyrus. He's keeping I, it real. Going into this argument, when you initially posed Ghostface, I... I gave you the preface. I said, look, they're going to come at you with the fact that perhaps Ghostface doesn't necessarily, or, or, or they're going to come at you with the counter that perhaps Wu-Tang doesn't necessarily constitute Ghostface's entourage. His specific gone entourage with math, would have been Theodore Unit. Right. Um, yep. but, 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 we didn't, though. However, none of them mentioned that, so yeah. I can't necessarily use that against you. And that yeah. being said, though, <laughs> I think that, no, no. If no that's real. That's real. Argument, we didn't say that Theodore the argument, So that doesn't count against him. But that being said, though, I actually favored you to win this argument because I, hold, I said going into it uh. because I think that had you focused on what you told me initially, that with all those solo albums, Ghostface was actually probably the lin- linchpin aside from RZA. Lyrically, Ghostface is probably the linchpin to bring all those albums together. And then the fact that how they contribute with him. Yeah, I did say that. I, don't, I didn't hear enough of it. You though. did not I say didn't hear enough of it, though. All right. Uh, Yinka brought up the very good point though even though um, he started out with NWA um, you probably should have you probably should have um, mentioned uh, more strongly that Dr. Dre was the combining force for NWA I didn't didn't hear you mention that Um, but that being said though the fact that you know he's got an entourage that spans three different generations has been able to you know maintain its relevancy for so long um, I, I I think that I can I can get you some points for that. Going back to Cyrus, I also like the fact that, you know, in terms of longevity, just from one single entourage, if you're going to count the Wu Tang Clan as Ghostface's entourage, uh, that is a pretty strong argument. But that being said, though, I I think I'm going to give this, this round to, to to Yinka. I think just overall, Please. I think overall, um, the way he knocked other people's arguments, especially yours, with by the, yelling. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> the fact that the fact that it was Fat Joe who brought in Remy Ma into the Terror Squad. Um, uh, excuse me, Big, Big Pun, Pun who fought, who brought Remy Ma into the squ- Terror Squad. And I want to say that DJ Khaled was actually an early member of the Terror he Squad. He was, but, mm-hmm. but that didn't get mentioned. Yeah. I think I think I'm gonna give the the three points to to, to Yinka. But that being said, I though, think you gotta stop being intimidated. I think the fact- <laughs> Big Pun died. Those two left. Triple Stays and Cuban Link, and then. Remy Ma started popping. I think. I think though. Remy was on uh, was on Pun's first album. I, she was. Yeah. She was from Pun's neighborhood. That's no, no, where. No, no. Yeah, yeah. She was featured on it. I yeah. think though that. But running uh, with the Terror Squad like that. All right, but but Carlos, I got to give you a point because you definitely held your own, and I do think that you had the best understanding of the question I think and so argued too. that very very well. Um, Cyrus, next round you might be able to get a point there. Come I on. think that you had, like I said, here's the thing: because I favored you coming in. I didn't hear a lot of the arguments that I needed to hear. 
um, to, to to score you on that because but I like your choice because it's an easy argument. There's no argument. There's no, you don't but need that's, to fight that, it that's, in. that's a cop out though. You Listen, need to. I'm scoring on the Theodore Unit there. is not the best entourage <laughs> in hip hop. Yo, but no, right? no, I didn't mention I Theodore Unit. I said Woo. I was waiting for except for yeah. uh, who's uh, was it Trife? Of course, yeah, Trife. The guard was nice. Nice. Trife the guard was nice. Nice. Everybody else from Theodore is trash. And 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 you probably should have brought up. Capadonna. I like, did bring no, but Capadonna. You didn't, but you didn't yeah. mention how you should have you should have emphasized like because especially Inca. <laughs> emphasize yeah, nah, no, 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 no. Because here's yeah. here's the thing. The thing is is that you should have emphasized emphasized just how much Ghostface specifically his influence brought in Capadonna um mm-hmm. in terms of because the Iron Man album was the first one to really feature Capadonna okay. as but you know it's not just it's not just featuring um it's not just featuring Raekwon. It was featuring Capadonna and you should have brought Cap also did his thing on that album. You should man. have, yeah, you know, he thing. did, he did, yeah. and you also should have um, emphasized just how much, despite the fact that only built for Cuban links is Raekwon's album. Ghostface has the audacity <laughs> to say that the purple tape is his, but Ray on the co-host. But you didn't mention these. These are arguments that I needed to hear. Look, I love Ghostface. We, in fact, Carlos loves Ghostface. Love I just loves have to get my homework together. But uh, yeah, I just, I just, I didn't. I needed right, more arguments. I give it to you. All right, All right. so we're gonna go so into to, to round two. Very, very good first round. I appreciated mm-hmm. that. I love the back and forth. I love that y'all <laughs> shitting all over each other. Is what I want. <laughs> Trying right. to. So Yo, you pass that bottle though, yeah. All right, uh, quick break. We're gonna do a little little drink break. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna need some I should have gone with Stones, yo, because they, they Man, probably still be cold. Real quick? Yeah, go. For it. All right, uh, so that was a good first round. We're gonna jump into to round two. We all we all took our little break, got our drinks, we ready to go. All right, sure. so round two, we want to know what is hip hop's best double LP, and we're gonna start this time with Cyrus. Go. <laughs> All right, let me get this out the way and shit, man. <laughs> he's already, he's already, yo, you know, you were confident that it okay. sounds well, a little bit all, uneasy. First of all, okay, it's all good because I'm just getting my little feel out for everybody's situation. That's so cool. there'll be other recordings, so it's all good. All right. I'm, I'm down with that. So let's just get this out the way. So I said, um, I knew everybody's gonna pick some obvious, you know, call outs or whatever. So I pick Outcast, and um, you so know, you're gonna go with Speaker the Box, Love Below, Love Below. And I'm gonna say this because that album is the most interesting, most interesting release, you know what I mean? And I would say largely because of 3000's album, you know what I mean? He had a whole bunch, bunch of joints up in there, you know what I mean? That, that, just, that just stood out, you know what I mean? It's just basically, you know, um, he just kind of went off the other end and just started going, you know, he, he rhymed a little bit and he just basically showed that he can, you know, he can spit fire like, anybody i mean just as, as with the best of them you know what i mean mm-hmm. but then he just kind of did his experimental thing he got his little he cracked open his reason and he just started you know going you know doing experimental experimental stuff but it worked it worked so like to this day i still you know i still be playing like prototype in my mix you know what i mean it's a good joke. um when he did um that 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 cold train revisit you know Oh um, yeah, yeah, you know, with the drum, yeah, the no, drum no, no. bass, my, favorite, uh, my favorite things, things yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and then he had some old radio hits like "Hey Ya" and all that stuff. I mean, it, I mean, it's just the most, un, it's just the most memorable, you know, thing about that album. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not a big fan of Big Boy, but it's what it is. You know what okay. I mean? So I know I'm gonna take my L for this for this <laughs> argument. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you know it. Midas one <laughs> off the bat. <laughs> All right, so from from Cyrus, we got uh, Speaker Box Love Below from the Outcast 2005 release, I believe. Uh-huh. Yinka, what you got? 
Um, I'm going to go with uh, life after death. All right. Um, I, I believe that, you know, life after death is single-handedly the greatest hip-hop um, double CD. So first of all, I just want to start by saying that um, making a double album is very, very difficult, yeah, especially for solo artists. Um, and a lot of them, oh, there aren't a lot of them. And the ones that are out there mostly aren't very good. Um, and part of the reason why most of them aren't very good is because I think people stretch to find additional content out there, one. Um, and two, I think the flexibility of having so many songs makes the person kind of reach to try to touch a lot of different audiences. Um, I think what what Big did was was it kind of was able to span a lot of different audiences. And as a result of that, he didn't really seem like he was out of his bag. Um, I think that in his career, some of the best storytelling that we've gotten from Big is on this album. Um, I think this album has one of the biggest hits that you'll ever hear on a double album with Mo Money, Mo Problems, which was just like a great song all around. Um, Hypnotize as well being a, a really, really big hit record. Uh, we got some of the best videos from this album. Um, and it sounds to me, it sounds the most cohesive of the like individual projects. Yeah. So, so for uh, for best hip hop's best double LP, Yinka's got uh, Notorious B.I.G. Life After Death, nineteen ninety seven release. Kama, it's on to you. What you got? The answer to the question of what hip hop's best double album is is Wu Tang Forever. Now, before just running into it. You know, I'd be remiss without like painting the picture a little bit. Right, a little bit. I'll make it short. Yeah. I got you. 93, Wu-Tang drops, enter the Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers. Groundbreaking, you know what I'm saying? Set the industry on fire. Everybody checking for it. Nine super MCs. How the fuck does a rap group have that many people and still make it work? After which, Takao drops, Met the Man's first album. After that, Liquid Swords, Jizz's first album. After that, return to the 36 Chamber, the dirty version. The dirty mm -hmm. version. Old Dirty Bass's first albums. The Purple Tape. Woo! Raekwon's first album. Iron Man drops. Ghostface Killer's first album. And I haven't even mentioned the features. Oh. I haven't mentioned, like, you know, uh, uh, the affiliates, Killer Army, uh, Grave Diggers. Son of man, um, like RZA doing beats. RZA did beats for 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 Cypress Hill. Uh, he did beats for Life After Death. Yep. I haven't mentioned all, any of that. Right. Just focus on all these albums. You look up one day and you're like, "Yo, it's been four years since Wu Tang put out an album." After all this, like all of us picked up their slang. You got niggas in Germany and Wallabies. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But after all of this, there's one one Wu-Tang album can they do it again all these solo careers and the egos can they make it work that ladies and gentlemen you know what I'm saying that is the the canvas that we use to to, to speak about Wu-Tang forever and listen I know you got skills with the editing any track you want to use as instrumentals drop them right now <laughs> Yo, but but what's your argument about the album? You've yeah, told us everything album, about the setting that created the album, Yinka, but I haven't heard anything about the album, right? Yinka, you of little patience. <laughs> All I was doing was setting This is the, the longest 30 seconds I've ever experienced in my 30 life. 30 seconds? You supposed to have 30 seconds to Am I limited it, right? to 30 seconds? I didn't know that. I must have Go been ahead, drinking. Go ahead, stop. Right. Go ahead, stop. All right, so the first track we hear on this album 
reunited. First of all, that beat goes hard. And I can't summarize it better than Jizzle himself. The first thing you hear on this double album, reunited, double LP, world excited, struck a match to the underground, industry, industry ignited. ignited. From metaphorical parables to fertilize the earth, wicked niggas come, try to burglarize the turf. Scatting off soft ass beats, them niggas rap happily. This is Tragically, the thirty seconds that's ever. Deteriorate rap. <laughs> Listen, you just it. mad. You just mad, Yinka. Because no, I could, right I could here, rap. I could rap Biggie's <laughs> verses. Right here, what you got? You know, there's levels to the shit because you know it's like there's layers to these rhymes. You got true MCing. True. You got true hip hop. And at that time in '97, that was like a turning point. You know, that's where, you know, the golden age of hip hop, that door was kind of closing. And we see it clearly now in 2018. And what was being introduced is like, you know, like the, the player style, you know, people turning it into like a, you know, like a, like a fashion show. The Dr. Seuss, Mother Goose, Cat in the Hat ass rappers who, you know, had their day. But this is Wu-Tang just putting everybody on notice. The gems on this album. First of all, the beats were crazy. Garizza got into this creative space where he simplified but went dark and, and started doing stuff with That's samples. That's he started sampling less? Or no, no. Sampling less, right? What he was doing with samples is stuff that hadn't really been seen too much. Mm -hmm. Track two is a good example. I think it's called For Heaven's Sake. No, no, track three. three. Yeah. Because there's an intro that you should skip. It's just seven minutes <laughs> of talking. Track three, For Heaven's mm -hmm. Sake. Is like a, a sample that he purposely allows to like get off of tempo. We've we 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 talked, talked about it. Okay, yeah, we did a whole tribute. On it. <laughs> okay, good, a whole yeah. tribute on it. Then you got like you know when you think of it's yours, there's like a different kick and snare within the same beat. Crazy, like the gem of that intro to this too. I think that'll live forever. Just him putting everybody on notice. Like yo, it's good to show love for a nigga, but all you producers stop biting my shit, and just. And Triumph, I mean, come on, what hasn't been said about Triumph? Um, like, just, and like the, the, the moments that this album gives. This was a Grammy nominated album, which gave us the real drama at the Grammys. The real one. That Kanye Taylor's kids, I don't blame you for not being born, you know, early enough to remember this. But the real shit was. ODB getting up and saying, look, I bought this new suit. <laughs> and, and you could chime in. Go ahead, Cyrus. Puff is cool, but Wu-Tang is, is for the children. <laughs> it will live forever. I, 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 need, I need to give uh, the floor to some other folks. Um, oh, he's probably heated at looking at my face right now because he can just see this huge <laughs> smile nah, nah, on my nah, face. Nah, nah, nah. I, I want to let Cyrus, <laughs> Cyrus go ahead and, 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 and make nah, it. I, see, I already knew going in, man. I just picked something that that was a lot, lot, you know, a little less obvious, but the obvious choice is definitely is is Wolf. In, in oh, so you, wait, so hold up, so hold up. Yeah. Are you are you gonna are you He's gonna siding support? Of course, uh, Wu Tang yeah. forever. Yeah. Hey, no, wow. I, I'm coming. In the words of ODB, I'm coming to name of truth. Only thing Wu Tang about, is only, forever. Only thing motherfucker. <laughs> only thing that when I remember when it came out and everybody, people was not feeling it as much they felt like yo this is like yes. this is a start Thank of them you, falling friend. a little bit but <laughs> what? you know they redeemed themselves from that point you know the album is relatively less weak i mean i'm sorry the album the album is relatively a little bit more weak than than their previous projects but you know it was what it was what wu-tang forever 
Yeah. So and critical and, 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 and commercial therein, acclaim and Grammy the nomination. Therein, forever. But I therein remember, lies man, the argument. I remember, man. This the is an album. Like, this is an album that split your core into two. Right. So you that, as a, that is kind of debatable. Just that is that's super debatable. Actually, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me, let me chime out. I'm sorry. No, so, no, that's entirely debatable. So I, I don't, okay, so debate it. Wu Tang fans, you uh, uh, you had actually a rabid core of Wu Tang fans mm-hmm. up until that album came out. When that album came out, a good number of them felt as though Wu had either sold out, mm-hmm. they had lost it, etc. Because the sound was different, mm-hmm. um, and so you know it wasn't a, uh, an album that, that <laughs> was unanimously you know loved, beloved right. by everyone who who was the the, the sample of of, of people who were listening to this album um monday morning quarterbacking we're all going back and we're like yo maybe this album was ahead of its time um this album is a lot better than i think even critics gave it gave it the, the opportunity to say and and that's one of the things that critics i think loved it Yinka. what are you talking about go back and look at what the critics said about it we actually did an entire podcast as if i it. haven't as if i did not, it not while all, living not, through not all the critics no no it was it was fairly Nicka, mixed this so. album really catapulted woo wear i mean it, no no it, it, it catapulted woo's entire everything. brand I'm, I'm not i'm not i'm not debating that um but if you want to have a conversation about people's brands and being catapulted and and being critically loved then you can't have an argument with me because Life After Death was much more critically loved. It was uh, it much more catapulted the brand of both Bad Boy and Biggie himself, as well as the Locks and everyone else who contributed to the. You're album. a savvy guy. You Nico. used you used like, RZA's like, production like. on Life After Death as an argument as to why your album was great, but that production was on my album. So and again, you use and you use that that uh, 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 peak uh, uh, moment of RZA as a producer as saying that it was less than than Enter the uh, the thirty six. Uh, oh, you're talking about the, the album and and that, that 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 sonically or production. No, no, no. no, no. It, I said know, was, I, I talked about I talked about what the critical perception of the album was because I actually love the production on that album. It's so fantastic. it's not yeah it, it's not it's not me saying that i will say that that album is a bit tad more spotty than your wu-tang apologists like outlaw and other folks w- would say there are <laughs> there are moments on that album that are not so great and it's crazy because you know you talked about the first two tracks on the album and i'm 110 percent in your corner on that i would he actually is. even he extend is. it to the next song <laughs> that three song run is probably better than any three song run I, I I would ever you know I can never even even bring forward. But I'll posit to you that that's one of the challenges of having a double a double LP, right? Is that you know you can have a three song run that's brilliant, but when you have an eighteen song album, that's weird. what happened to the rest of the album? Okay, you know what I'm saying? And 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 I don't think the rest of the album necessarily holds up to those three songs. Do you I mean, agree? Do you I agree, absolutely Carlos? disagree. All right, right, so let's hear why. So. so uh, uh, Wu Tang Forever has an intro that again you don't want to listen yeah, to seven minutes of uh, talking. Uh, there is kids out there, go listen to this album because what you yeah. will have is something. There's no, there, there's nothing whack on it. You don't have to skip anything. You don't have to skip anything. Disc one is eleven tracks. Uh, track two through ten, you're good. Uh, disc two. The last two is talking. Anyway, so it's like those aren't even songs. Mm. Um, 
completely solid. The thing with Life After Death, because this whole week I've been listening to both Life After Death and Wu-Tang Forever. Mm-hmm. Good choices. That's very good listening for you. Oh, listen, this week has been like phenomenal. <laughs> it's been a good week for Kyle but It's like what, 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 what you have in Wu-Tang Forever is the RZA on, you know, on, on at his peak, in my opinion, as a producer. And you have these nine MCs who like, and you can tell what they're doing is competing with each other for the best 16 on Fair. every song. Yep. Uh, check out Visions. The last two verses, I think it's Inspector Deck and Ghostface. And that just gives you a sample of what I'm talking about. But there's other things you can mention on it. Uh, Life After Death was funny since, you know, they, since uh, uh, Biggie and Puffy really had, you know, uh, you know, commercial and marketing success and radio hits. Right. So, so much on their mind. Um, you know, they're, they're great hits. We love them. But in terms of listening to it, you know, 20 years later, to me, Wu-Tang Forever it really stands the test of time better. So and what I'm are being some, honest. So what are so some like, direct flaws in, in the album? Man? Because I can, I can, I can tell go you with Which album? you. Which album? Life, after death. Life, after death. Life After Death. I so want to hear why specifically. Some of those that. radio songs, they, they, it's like they don't stand. Which ones? Which ones? Which yeah. One? I mean, more money, more problems, man. Ooh. It's hard to sit through like the song. It's like how many times that's you can hear a, that's it? A, I think that's a, a, a personal, a personal yeah. problem. A lot of what you're talking about, Yinka, and, and this is why I think you, you, you know, you, you, you slick with it. You, 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 you give your personal opinion, you, and you say it like it's gospel, so it sounds like it. Okay. You're gonna come and trump like all these people. No, no, no. You know I'm, 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 I'm asking you because I'm. Right, so hold on, so hold on, hold on. So, all right, so we're talking a lot about Wu Tang Forever, and Life After Death. Uh, Are we what? just? Uh, are we just completely dismissing? No, no. I'm, at, my I'm man, about to go hard and push you like this. On, 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 so I already know. I already know. It's not that. But obvious I want to hear y'all. I want to hear right. y'all two specifically say why. Okay. That album is. You but let, first, let, me just, let me just let me just reiterate hey, my don't point. Don't ask permission. Just go. Let me just reiterate no, my let, point. Let us speak. That album took risks and the production. You know what I mean? Organized noise and all those cats, and then Andre. You know, picking up instruments. On on the, on his solo album, I'll chop you. My up man, my man. <laughs> I, I, I'll keep it short. My because man, you my guys man didn't let me talk about life after that. My man went and took some. Took we some risks we'll, we'll, we'll get to that, Carlos. My man took some risks. Fair. And it worked out. A Fair. lot of those joints turned out to be hits. Fair. And the videos. I got you. As far as all the right. video, as far as the videos and all that stuff that they put out, you know what I'm saying? The same impact as like what Life After Death in my in my in my book. Look, it was. You look, know what look. I mean? We all know what's popping with Speaker Box slash Life. Uh, uh, love below. Uh, below. Yeah. I mean, the fact that I had to say slash already. Right. We right. know what's popping. There were two individual projects. Yeah. That's what makes it. That's, that's another standout. That's so, another so, standout. No, quality. no, no. It's not a standout. <laughs> that's what makes it. That's what allowable makes it in what we're talking about. Exactly. So it's like we can't say that's not a double album because if you buy it, you open the package. There's two in there's it. There's two albums. Exactly. So there's two albums. But it's literally that. It's outcast. Yeah. It, it, but see, that's the thing. Okay, it's outcast. Andre 3000, he's always like gone by his own rules. He's always been like a free spirit. Celebrated. So in The Love Below, he his name was really Andre 3000 to the 10th degree. <laughs> like he went there. And I loved it. Right. And everybody who checked that album out wasn't checking for speaker box. Like, come on. We, we remember like those times. We were checking for Andre 3000. Yeah. We're here asking ourselves, like, yo, why do I love Hey Ya? Mm-hmm. Why has the one of the best rappers ever decided not to rap? Nice. That's why I went Diamond. 
you know yes. because it's it's yeah, like yes because it was it was more than 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 just rap and we know mm. what happened like whatever the album was i i'm i can't pick, uh uh remember Stankonia. right now the one before, the one before it, stankonia stankonia right. exactly mm-hmm. after that album andre was just like yo i'm kind of in a different place went to hollywood acting and he did love below over there <laughs> and I think Big Boy was just like, yo, what's popping? But since they're cool and friends, they decided to take the 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 you know the diplomatic route and they came out with this thing. And you know, good for Big Boy to be able to capitalize on everybody checking for Andre 3000. Big Boy was the one who had the big names, like the features, Jay-Z, uh, whoever. True, yeah. Why? Because they had the money to pay these features because they don't have to spend money on marketing because we're all checking for Andre anyway. It's like in terms of the best hip hop album, uh, best hip hop double we album. We were for Andre. Like we, we were, were though. We were. I, I, I will like, say, men, men, I remember and those times. Go so ahead, the, 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 the only the, the only mainstream was probably checking for no, like no, no, women no, no, were checking no, no. for I, Andre. I think I think by by but, then we had realized that Andre three thousand was a quintessential was a talent because what you're what you're missing is Andre's features at the time. At the time, Andre had gotten on international players. Yes. He had got. He was getting on all these. Like just after that, he, right? He he had got. It was yo, 04. It, yo, yeah, but uh, the the double disc for that was like four years later, dude. The mm. single came out before the album. That wasn't four years. That later. doesn't matter, yo. Now, fact, I, I can interject here, but but um, love below Andre. His was features what, that you're talking about. And 04? The features that you're talking about when he started started doing like Walk Out Like Usher. Oh no, no, like no that's that that's stuff. like that's way later. Yeah, international but, players. But he was after that. It is. Trust me. It is. When did that? Yeah, album it was out. He was after that. But it was like five. Yeah, it, it was. It was a good two or three years after Love Below. Right. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So I think at that point in time, we had already realized that we had a transcendental talent in that Andre, is right? True. Like Andre, right. Andre, kind of really. It happened like ATLians Equimini, right? But then, but then we get we get like a, a point right where lyric. where where lyrically he's there. Yeah. The the one the one challenge that I'll give you with this album is that I don't think it's a hip hop album. Um, and, I, and I say that the same way I say, I talk to people about um, Kendrick Lamar's second album, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, his second major label LP, right? Mm-hmm. Um, people talk about it in terms of comparing it to Good Kid, Mad City, etc. And mm-hmm. I say, this is a great album, but it's not a great hip hop album. Really? Um, I, I think that the, the the rapping comes second to the music on that album. Interesting. And I and I feel as though that that's kind of the story here with Speaker Box of Love Below. Again, well, let me ask Andre you. 3000 is the star of Speaker Box of Love Below. Absolutely. Right? But Andre 3000 doesn't rap. It, right. It, but so would you song, say Lauren really. Hill's Misedu- Miseducation of Lauren Hill, was that a hip hop album to of you? Of know? course. Yeah. But she's singing all it. She's singing but most she of the songs. she rapped her ass off on that album. she also rapped. And, and okay. it's, it's the feature. So the first the first single on there was um it's funny how money changes situations that right, was, right 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 and that Shit. and that whole that whole song is just bars like if I was Wyclef I would be like I think I just got ethered so like like I I just think that like dis- despite the fact that and I agree with you right it's a, it's a super musical album that I would mm-hmm. I would definitely have the musical album conversation with right speaker box love below I, when I when I talk about it as a double disc I would have to compare it to the R, 1999 by uh, by Prince, um, albums by uh, you know many other folks that that are not hip hop artists that created. Dumbness. I like that you mentioned that um, because to me Andre 3000 summoned his inner Prince, right, in the Love Below, and that's what we got. 
All right. So what, Cyrus? Uh, it's clear that you're not gonna win this one, but <laughs> which one do you think? Which of these albums? Life still. after death. Wu Tang Forever. Before you answer that. Before you answer that. I'm gonna Cyrus, answer that. Let me let me let me say like because what I was gonna say. Right, about, we got about five more minutes, then we gotta wrap this up. Wrap up. What this I was around. gonna say about life after the death before I was rudely interrupted <laughs> right. was that the reason that that's my favorite Biggie album. Mm. It's it's my favorite Biggie album. Uh, I felt that he evolved as an MC. I felt that, you know, he uh, just, you know, I, you know, whatever. Took it up a level. It sucks that he died because we don't know where the ceiling was. Right. Um, and in this double album, he was able to kind of string it together. Yeah. And, you know, lyrically, he was taking more lib liberties and, you know, metaphorically and just the same charismatic dude. But then he'd have, you know, these glossy glossy radio cuts mm. and then like the gritty shit but there seemed to be a narrative that he was able to tie together see that's what i'm talking about okay and and, and, that, and, and that's to piggyback on what you're saying not to cut you off Go ahead. but um we talked about this um on the blueprint 2 episode mm -hmm. um i think there's a certain talent in really being able to be all things to all people i see it in a beyonce i see it in a jay-z to be able to create a project that kind of has something on it for everybody and be the best at everything that everybody wants to be is really, really fucking difficult. And that's, I think, the difference between a Wu-Tang Forever, actually, and a, and a Life After Death is that Wu-Tang Forever is a really, really dope hip-hop album for hip-hop heads. Purist. I fucking love that album. Purist. We all love that shit mm -hmm. because we're all hip-hop heads. Mm -hmm. But if we came in here and we had, you know, some of the other folks that we, we know here, they may not have been able to understand and break it down. Whereas I feel like Big created an album where it could literally be all things to all people there's people that never cared about lyrics at all that love mo money mo problems so much that they've heard life after death they know the album and it's like so they they get to the point where they even know the silly ass skits they know the the record where jay-z and big felt like they were facing off against each other in a, in, on a disco record they know the stories that biggie's telling us about you know failed robbery attempts and etc because the music there was able to be all things well, see, but, see, but that's, that's, that's the music though see that's what the, the music made that album more 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 but the uh, writing was just as right in, biggie was being biggie right biggie was just being biggie. right but i mean you had songs you had r&b ish songs with hooks and then you had the certain samples that take that kind of dictated that that um that genre crossing you know what i mean right kind of vibe to it as a purist though i would go with with woo you know what i mean because I mean, just Wu, Wu was not compromising. They didn't compromise. So, so yeah. Cyrus, what I find interesting is like you know to 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 piggy and, off. And, and we're getting into final arguments here. So right, ahead. right. So yeah. to piggyback off of your piggyback, right? So uh, you know what what Biggie was able to do with Life After Death, which is my favorite Biggie album, was um, you know successfully tied all together. It's very difficult, like you said before. Many. A good number of people have done double albums, double LPs, and many are not good. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, because it's difficult to do that. So take that, multiply that by nine. <laughs> Wu-Tang was able to do that. Because but don't you think that would make it easier? Absolutely not. If you have nine members, right, and each of those members wrote a 16 for, for, for 18 cuts. Absolutely Why not. not. You, you would have a lot more material anyone to leave on the cutting room anyone floor. Anyone who's been in a management position knows why. It's very difficult. Nine people feeling that their, their voice, their message got through. 
I disagree. And I'll tell you why. Well, because because there's there's not there's nine there's members. There's more control right? for one person to there's, be able to There's nine members. So first to of all, tie it together. This this is actually the reason the, the album was successful. Because Rizza was still hundred percent in the in the in the chair. So Rizza said, Look, I'm gonna cut your shit if it's not if it's not right. I'm I'm gonna make these songs sound the best possible. I'm gonna have nine of you create some shit, bring it to me. I'm gonna decide what makes a good song. Now Different, different scenario, right? That's how we got went. 18 songs. I, what? That's how it went. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not yeah. sure. That's exactly. How it exactly. Went. Well, that's how. That's how. Thing, that's what Yinka's good at. That's what Yinka's good at. I'm not sure about it. Talks about it like so it's what, gospel. So no, no, no. So, so then what happened when they See, made that? See, what I, what they I, were doing what, what they did again. They were just being themselves. How were they being themselves? Where they get the track from? Well, from Rizza. Right. So my biggest thing, my biggest issue with 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 Wu Tang Forever was was. The biggest fall, and and everybody was like, that was the biggest, that was the biggest complaint. The beats, the beats kind of started to fall. But they were wrong. Though. He was I starting. Think people were wrong. Who were you talking to? Because he yeah. was starting. No, no. If you no, you look at it in the context of what he was doing before. He had the grittiest. What, he, what, Cyrus, he, what I'm he gonna say like this. I'm gonna say like this. Then he started playing instruments. Let me say it like people, this. People weren't really jumping. No, no, right. no. People yet. said that. Let me yes. say it like this. I'm saying. I'm telling you. That's best. Every other listen. Every other producer after twenty something years. Then yeah, yeah it, it's, it I mean, starts to Cyrus, sound even but at then, the time, even people then. was like, oh, I don't know what he's doing. But right, producers, right, so to, to complete, let me complete my argument. My my, right. my argument. This is your final argument, by the way. Final arguments. That's fine. I don't care. So <laughs> we gotta, you we know, gotta, we gotta move at on. the end of the day, right? Biggie is one guy. He has to create songs. At the time, song structure was three three verses on a song, right? So Biggie had to create three verses times eighteen. Um, conversely. You had RZA's opportunity, which is I make a beat, I get nine people to write to it, and then I find the best three verses out of those verses that I that I have. Right? That was not, and, at and all. I think that that's a, a much less. That difficult... makes it sound like you've never listened to Wu Tang right, Forever. All right, all right. I have because there you're isn't good, no good. three me, verses and a hook on each Go song. Go ahead, Carlos. Your final arguments. That's that's that that wasn't what was popping. Uh, uh, Biggie with... made radio music and Wu Tang did not. So I mean, there's that. But Carlos, anyway. Go ahead. But but they had they had these singles that made Billboard charts that was nominated. They for had a, Grammy. a single that made no, no, no. a Billboard chart no. and was nominated for a Grammy that had y- Yinka. You're doing it again. MCs. <laughs> you're talking about it like it's gospel. That's not correct. Okay, how many how many Billboard charting records did they? Did you they have? find out. <laughs> All right, you go on with your. That's your argument. You that's your argument. So, that's not my argument. So what's your argument? If you listen, I'm listening I'll tell and you exactly what, what 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 the argument is. Right. With life after death, there's Biggie and this Puff, two hands in the cookie jar. More control. If you add more hands in the cookie jar, you know it's harder. And Wu Tang Forever was able to give a life after death type of uh, caliber album while navigating through all of that. To me, that's more impressive. Okay. Secondly, I disagree. But beats, MCing, true hip hop. This is the purest form of hip hop. It will live forever. And in my humble opinion, listening to both throughout this week in my whip on the metro, Wu Tang Forever does stand the test of time better. Those you know hokey little radio cuts, they don't live forever as easy. The whole thing about problem with beats, that sounds like nonsense. I mean, to me, I, I don't know who you're talking to. And just by looking at the producers who all were influenced and bit that style, I know that's not the case. I think he's talking about critical acclaim, and, and what he's saying is actually true because it's a lot true. of the a lot of a lot of what people's argument was against the album when it first came out was 
RZA had ventured out into actually getting live instrumentation. Mary Benari is featured there. Mm-hmm. She she played strings she on some of the records, etc. That's on Reunited. And, and That's one track. Yeah. No, but but there's multiple tracks that have that have live instrumentation on them or Which RZA playing sampling. And pre, prior to that, it was mostly just breakbeats and and samples loops that they were that they were rapping over. That that was actually an argument against the album at the time. Okay, yeah. I'm not saying it was correct. Sorry, you find people. an argument and 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 you could. You could argue for or against one of these albums if you yeah, want to. In this yeah, space, they, and then we're gonna wrap see, it up. there's pluses and minuses to both productions and all that stuff. But I would, I would say, you know, I st- I remember, I remember acutely at that time when RZA put when when that album came out. That was the biggest complaint. And I remember feeling that myself. Like after hearing um, what he did for uh, for Method Man, for uh, you know Rayquan, everybody's solo efforts and how gritty those beats were. Then he comes out with this. And it sounded a little bit more symphonic and, you know, and whatever. So <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna sitting have there to listening to somebody it. Somebody complain about Triumph beat. Relative, no, relatively, relatively more. I'm saying the beats are good. I ain't, I ain't going to knock it. You know, as far as, as far as like how it marinated throughout the years, you know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's a classic, you know what I mean? Whereas, it was ahead of his time. Whereas, whereas, you know, Biggie's album, you know, beat wise and all that stuff, they they did they recycled a lot more samples. I'm I'm talking from a beast perspective. You know what I mean? There was a lot of a lot of the drum samples were pretty much recycled. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I just may be biased as a purist and all that stuff. You know, but I'm I'm aside with I'm aside with Wu. You know what I mean? With Wu's Wu's. Uh, so did we just completely shit on speaker box and love yeah i feel like this is a situation where you you come into you come to the trial you're innocent you have a a a a a public defender the public defender's like look i'm gonna leave my client to the mercy of the court good luck (laughs) (laughs) i'm getting to feel everybody you know what i mean i'm gonna come i'm gonna come strap next time but you know i pick speaker box i pick speaker box and love low because like i said it was good that was a good great album you should have defended and it more. Outcasts, and you know, you know, they're not, they're not my, they, you know, I'm, I don't really jump to. The, I give them, I give them, I give them my respect. You know, respect is doing all, all that stuff. They're great artists and all that stuff. But and it I mean? is one of the better yeah. double LPs. It is one, it's one of the best. It is, ones. and I mean, not something that you didn't though. expect to, to like really sit down and listen to and like absorb like that. Yeah, they they achieved it. All right, so. I think I've heard enough. All right, we're gonna start with you, Cyrus. Um, Obviously, uh, the issue with your challenge here was not to score in the negative, right. <laughs> uh, but you actually helped me out. out. Your final argument actually helped me determine the winner, and it was very close between these two. Um, so you are not going to score in the negative. Give thanks. You will get you will get zero points. Um, one of the things that I was one of the the things about a double P a double LP, I think you should ask is uh, if if it's great. One of the questions that people should be asking about the album is like, "Hey, which which disc is better, right?" Mm-hmm. Which neither of y'all asked, but they didn't have to ask that yeah. about yours because everybody knows. And the simple mm-hmm. fact that you know you got a, a hip hop double LP, which you yourself are saying like, "I wasn't even feeling big boys," right? Uh, and that's I the hip hop portion it. of it. That was rough. I think it was kind of you already putting yourself in a negative <laughs> position. So I appreciate the fact that you tried to to do something daring. Uh, Big Boys wasn't that. even even as bad as you made it sound. Yeah. Which, I, I, but anyway, yeah, uh, we didn't even, we didn't even mention one song on yeah, Speaker Box, yeah, not yeah. one track. Oops, <laughs> I forgot to change the way was you move. Yeah. You was on there twice. That's I what I mean. That the Sleepy Brown yeah. joint. So, I like that shit. Um, but I, but I, you know, uh, Love Below was amazing, phenomenal. Yeah, it was phenomenal. But uh, so we're not going to score you in the negative. You get a zero. Good job. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> 
Uh, Yinka, your strongest <laughs> argument came at the end, and and it's so true. Um, and this is my own personal bias coming in here, but one of the things that we don't talk about enough in hip hop, and and this is something that I'm just gonna get on my high horse about my soapbox. One of these things, one of the problems that these MCs today have is that they don't rhyme enough, mm-hmm. right? Like the fact that it's acceptable to come on a track and just have 116 and a featured artist and a hook and that's it. Right. The fact that that's acceptable nowadays is fucking bullshit, right? The mm-hmm. fact that on, on a double LP, and there's probably, we'll say 20 tracks, even though it's a total of 24 tracks, he's got some, you know, random stuff in there, you know, he's got the play of haters, whatever. Yeah. We'll just say, we'll just round it and say 20 tracks. The fact that you got 20, 20 tracks of Biggie doing 316 per track crazy. is fucking phenomenal. Right. And these, these lyrics on that album, transcendent right yes um so you're definitely gonna get some points here but i think i'm gonna give it to to carlos for this round for the simple fact that i think you're wrong about some of your arguments it didn't necessarily split wu-tang forever did not split core fans it split the general public the core fans wu-tang forever actually made the core fan no 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 it made the core fans actually like the Wu-Tang more. Boy. What it did was Wu-Tang Forever was Wu-Tang was in a space where they were they were accepted by the general populace, the general public of hip hop. And the people that just liked hip hop music that was on the radio heard Wu-Tang Forever and didn't understand it. And those were the fans. That's I 110% disagree. And I think and you should I read up on it. I 110% I think you should, disagree I think you should read up on it. Because, because at the end of the day, actually, a lot of people who were what you're calling core Wu-Tang fans versus the, I guess, whatever you're, you're calling everybody else who just liked Wu-Tang because they were popular. Um, core fans actually moved away from the album as a result. I, of, as I'm a result absolutely of the change. wrong. And the wild shit about it is that wasn't even my argument. That was Cyrus's argument. And I was piggybacking on it because it's true. You are wrong on that. So first of all, I've done my research Look at my house. Look at my house. Literally, I have I have every source that ever came out in that time frame. I have every double XL. I can literally tell you. But this is the other thing too. This is the other thing too. Because I read all those articles. critical reception of the album, right? the source didn't like it the source gave it three and a half mics right hip-hop sources may not have liked it but other general music critics and i am going to give them some credit here recognized that that album was there was one there was one that was one was that was a good was a Riz good said himself, music, niggas won't even understand this till the year album. 2g i think it was pitchfork who actually gave it a good rating but most were like it was literally split like it was like 50 50 split half said that it was good and i take all this all design. those general audience all you know critics with a grain of salt anyway they're not really you know what I mean? I, I, the streets ain't. I mean, the streets gate. I mean, this is tough. Wu Tang is streets, man. Listen, for real. look, look. Industry, industry wise, we're talking about the primos. We're talking about West Coast. Because I'm gonna tell you one thing, and, and it's funny that nobody selected Dr. Dre for question number three. But it's like, yo, other producers, man, especially then. Yeah. Good it, God. This, like, this is tough. The RZA was there, like, RZA, they, they, they right, fucking well, go yeah, ahead, yeah. go ahead, say this real quick. I'm just, trying, I'm just I trying to emphasize when I mean RZA did Liquid Swords, Protect Your Neck. You, you yeah, remember the those core beats? fans loved it. Do you remember those beats? Those Versus. beats were, were were disgusting. The but these so, beats are disgusting. Oh, so, so here's the thing. And so here's the thing, though. Carlos, I'm, I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, okay. Carlos negates all that, or Calmont negates all that, and the simple fact that there were things that RZA did on this album that influenced pretty much every producer out there. Everything. And so, after. and so, you might, you might, at the time in 1993, listen to, you know, Shame on an N word, 
and 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 be like, yo, this shit is raw, right? But you're listening to that in 1997. You go back and you listen to that to, to enter the 36. Those beats were really raw, kind of um, haphazardly put together in a sense. And I'm not dissing RZA for doing that. So are you are you are you are you saying that Puff Daddy and the Hitman did not did not influence everything in pop? RZA had a more difficult task, though, right? In the sense that like. You that can, sounds like biased to me. It, it it is a little biased, but here's but the funny thing. Let me, here's the funny thing. Going into this, I actually picked you as the favorite because in my mind, I was like, "Yo, this life after death is the greatest." He actually kind of he actually kind of uh, 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 convinced me a little bit. Um, I'm gonna give the three points to Car- to Calmont. Uh, this is very, very, very close. So deservedly, obviously you get a point. It, deservedly, um, but this is, but this is, this is, this <laughs> is really, tough. really tough. This is really, really tough. Yo, um, on a on a real, I love, I love your album. Yeah, and I actually love his album too. Yeah, and it's yeah. weird because it's tough. because speaker box love below. I I I gotta be honest. Like I, I slept on it a little bit just because like. Yeah. The pop pop audience kind of pushed it in my face, and when I went back and really listened to it, I was, like, it. It was, I was like, I was like, yo, this is a right. this works. is a great so, album. That same feeling. All right. yeah. exactly how I so we're we're running a little over on time here. We're gonna <laughs> jump right into question three. All right. Mm-hmm. So which producer at their peak, mm-hmm. in their prime, would you pick for your 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 solo album? Go. Yeah. Right. I think that this one is is difficult to like argue i mean because it's like it is it's gonna be subjective it's, it's like easy it's me. like what type of sound are you looking for etc um the reason i my, my, my choice is just blaze just blaze and the reason my choice is just blaze is because i think just blaze has has shown us that he kind of can really just span in terms of the things that he can do um he can span different eras he can span different sounds in terms of regionality as well as like you know live instrumentation versus sampling versus etc so i mean uh, a couple of of quick and good examples are you know you had the rock the mic era of of just blaze which was you know him kind of taking synths certain synths and just giving you sparse synth sounds with with his traditional drums additionally he was able to give you you know certain records that were you know very sample based like what we do you know what we do where he's he's chopping a sample and he's just, just giving you the chops you know what i'm saying um then you you got records like you know round here where he's able to take he's, he's able to take a southern bounce and at a time when like a southern bounce was something very distinct that people that made beats the way he made beats did not do yeah and he's able to freak it in his own way just as and amazing. give you something crazy then additionally you know you look at like why you hate the game by the game right like where he's able to take he's able to take a record where he he takes a a basic sample chops it up puts west coast drums on it and then has a live choir and a live band come in and and put you know sounds on top of it you look at the gamut of of artists that he's produced for you know your your young bucks and etc all the way to your games who are like you know west coast artists and then you know you look at like jay electronica who's a super technical MC, you know, and he's able to create a perfect sound bed for an MC like Jay Electronica, which in nowadays, it's very, very (laughs) difficult to create a sound bed that's that's interesting to people who listen to music today, but still is able to cater to an MC like Jay Electronica in the 2000s. That's crazy. So we got got Just Blaze from Yinka. Calmont, what you got? Okay. Um, should I tear that down first? No, no, no. I want to hear yours and then and then we can start tearing it down. I'm saying, yo, when the JMO starts flowing, you know, I just feel what you got, what you got. All right, uh, 
the 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 answer to this question and this <laughs> will win the round spoiler alert <laughs> it's jay diller um right. I like and, and you know i i know he's an appreciated producer in i know this you room. like that answer yeah. <laughs> of course of course uh well, i'm with that answer too don't, don't yeah yeah we're talking about you know i want to record talking. my solo album in Jay Dilla, uh, you know, there's not enough I could say, especially, you know, with the time restraints up in here. Damn. Um, Wikipedia, this guy. Or you know what? Look up NPR's, you know, a uh, little special on him if you want. When NPR lists you as the most, one of the most influential, uh, you know, hip hop artists in the industry of hip hop, that says something. Um, sonically, this guy would innovate sounds. It's not that he would lay down tracks. It's not about sampling. He's the guy who would put a comfort on the snare and hit it to find the sound that he wants. It's a tragedy that, you know, right after Donuts, he passed. Rest in peace to Jay Dilla because Donuts is where you finally caught a glimpse of like, oh my God, this, this guy's guy entering his peak. So we know that his floor is above many other producers' ceilings. We don't know where his ceiling was. Like this guy, like a lot of, and you know, do me a favor. Do me a favor, Outlaw. If you could find the My Family Tree instrumental okay. at a certain point. Because I'll, I'll, I'll drop that for, for this whole thing. Listen, I like that is one of the beats that, and I know we've, since we're all hip hop fans, we, we've all had those experiences where like a beat like moves you emotionally mm -hmm. and that was and jay dilla has a few of those for yeah, all of us few yeah, to say the least and, and and not only that like different people have different tracks that moves them right like emotionally mm -hmm. speaking so it's like this guy would would like uh uh like tell a story with a beat right so like who i want to uh 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 produce an album for me imagine like the the amount of inspiration and creativity and like the push you get from a producer like that and a real producer doesn't just you know oh i i, I scouted and and i know this guy is like crazy and he's a superstar so i'm gonna sign him it's more than breaking an artist it's like also like directing the sound of like an album and all that stuff jay dilla that's that is the choice all right Cyrus, who you got? Your solo album. Okay, so again, I didn't pick the obvious choices, right? <laughs> but my pick was Mad Lib. All right. Okay. All right. Such a contrarian, you know. I know. <laughs> I was, my, 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 my choice for Mad Lib is the fact that when you said in his peak, I think Mad Lib is still in his peak. I mean, he's still producing the same, like, fire, the same impact that he did 15, 20 something odd years ago, you know what I mean? So when he. he he, he came out doing beats for the alcoholics, doing a couple beats for the alcoholics. Then he did his own uh, loop pack shit, and that shit was just like, who are these? Who are these guys? You know yeah. what I mean? And the next thing you know, he needed his alter ego. If you want, if like my pick for him is like based on just range. He produces hip hop, jazz, broken beat, R and B, you know, new soul or neo soul, whatever. You, he got, he he has beats for all of those cats, and he does, like he's, a lot of people call him like the Sun Rob hip hop. You know what I mean? The brother, the, the brother has range. You know what I mean? So, you talked about donuts, but I'm gonna tell you who influenced Jay to do donuts was Madlib. Because Madlib style. What production. project? 
Well, name any. I mean, anything. No, nah, which he's project? Done. I, I actually want to know which project influenced Donuts. I mean, I can name a, 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 a like his style of sampling. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't agree with that. Yeah, I don't his, agree with that. Either. I didn't want to jump in. As far as like, I probably shouldn't. Have okay, it, go ahead. So Donuts is on Stone's Throw. Mm. That's when he joined Stone's Throw, and that's when he started collaborating with with um. With with Mad Lib on certain things, I mean you you've I mean, they you, did J Lib right J Lib champion right. sound yeah. that's when they started really collaborating. It was they were influencing each other. But you I do mean, you do know other. you do know you You're do know how J Lib came to be correct. Tell I us mean they can. were sending each other beats so, on, over. No, so no. Um, Mad Lib was hearing beat tapes that Dilla was putting out. Right, and so then Mad Lib started recording records on J Dilla beats, beats. and then. Right. Essentially, they met each other, and then Dilla was like, "Well, it would be kind of weird if we just put this out, and you're just rapping over my beats. So I'll also rap over some of your beats, and then we'll put it out, and that's a project." Together. Right. So I think Madlib has always said that he was influenced by Dilla. I wouldn't necessarily say it were the other way around. No, I think they. Both, I mean, everybody. I think it was a, a two way thing. But. I think it was a two way thing because I mean, you, you hear Donus is it's a it's a it's a contrast to what. Uh, Dilla was doing before that, you know what I mean. And but Dilla, his beats were more sonic. Cyrus, and you all just that made stuff. my point. You just made my point. That's why I would want to work with Jay Dilla, right? Because, I agree with you because it, it it's always a two way street. He would feed off of you and produce for you, right? What you should get. But Madlib has that same kind of range. He has that same kind of flexibility. He's demonstrated that so many times. He, he could produce a whole album for Freddie Gibbs or 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 or, or what's his name. Uh, Guilty Simpson. Did and you? Then he'll do something for George and Muldrow. Or but aren't those all artists in kind of the same field <laughs> of what hip hop? No, is? because George and Muldrow does not make music that Freddie Gibbs does. You know what I mean? They don't. They don't they make the same kind of music. They have subject matter, but the sound of the music the sound that they make and their fan base contrast. is actually very similar. Are you serious? You saying George uh, and Muldrow has the same sound? Her, fa- her fan, fan base, base as Freddie as um as I Freddie think they Gibbs? have very similar fan bases. I doubt that. I've especially one well, is more gangster rap and one so, is more one is more. So Freddie Gibbs also has a, a, a fair range. He does make very very gangster type of his, music. He's more street. However, the people that listen to the Mad Lib Freddie Gibbs record and love it tend to be people that are like Mad Lib and Mad Lib's world is actually Georgia and Muldrow, Guilty Simpson, etc. These are underground MCs. Right, but I'm just saying for real, I don't think they have the same like I I would personally listen to all of them, you know what I mean? More of the Georgia and Muldrows, more of the of the of the the Quasimodos, the the Mad Villain, you know what I mean? Mm. All those than the Freddie Gibbs cuz Freddie Gibbs is a little bit too a little bit too, you know what I mean? A little bit too streets for me, you know what I mean? But I'm just trying to tell you the range that he has for to produce to produce tracks for all those. So guys. I think Just Blaze has the most range of all the of all the producers here. I, don't okay. think so. I think additionally, Just Blaze has the biggest network of all the producers here. So if I were to create an album, uh, part of un, un, unfortunately part of what creating an album that's also going to be successful means is creating an album that touches multiple fan bases. Um, and Just Blaze is going to be able to have access to the entire Rockefeller network. He's going to be able to have access to the entire Interscope network. So that also means the Dre's, the um, the games, the uh, the Marsha Ambrosia. How does that help you that, with the album you're recording? Because with I'm Just creating Blaze. I'm creating an album with somebody who can get on the phone with almost anybody in the industry that I would want to collaborate with and bring those people into I to would, a session. I would um, say, can you work with 
I mean, what you got, you know what I mean? And who can bring it to you right there from but the yeah, source? Yeah, you, you would say that, but, but would, the, would, would the world say that? It doesn't let, matter what the let world me, thinks, Let me you know tell you Because why. nobody knows any of the three of us if, right now. So, so therefore, <laughs> if somebody was trying to create something that was a project that, that got on radars... Wouldn't we want to collaborate with people that had existing well, then, fan bases? Then call or Puffy up. To... Then call Puffy up. Okay, but is Madlib going to call Puffy up? Because no, I, I Madlib don't think doesn't he is. need to. I'm just are saying, you? If I need to make, if I want, if I want a sound that's going to be like, like far out, like very spiritual, whatever, that's mm-hmm. going to be more. That's just, Madlib. So are you trying to sell your album in church? Or are you trying to sell your album? No, I'm talking about jazz. So you're, you're choosing just about... Blaze for the business aspect. No, I also think really I also think that just Blaze artistically. Can compete with either. Let me of those tell you two. why you're wrong. Okay, <laughs> I want to hear this. Let me tell you why you're wrong. Look, Just Blaze. We all think of his collaborations with Jay Z, right? Yeah. Like we all we all know where we know uh, Just Blaze from, and mm. then we dig deeper. And trust me, I don't I don't know if there's a Just Blaze beat that I don't like turn up. Right. True. Right. True. The thing with Jay Z is like, oh yeah, four tracks on Blueprint, three on this. Right. Then you know he gave two to diplomats. That he gave one here. We, mm. you're talking about producing an album. When my, has he done that? So my a counter argument. Work. My, my How's count- he gonna direct your your complete album? So my counter argument to that is albums. is one exhibit A, which is actually Philadelphia Freeway. Uh, Philadelphia Freeway was almost entirely produced by by uh, just Blaze, and it happened as a result of entirely. Actually, Go and look at How the credits. How many tracks? So if it, if it wasn't entirely, we can pull it I up. I don't even I think it was almost more than, entirely. No, no, I don't even think it was more than six. Do tracks. Do you want to so pull it up? Pull it up. You don't think it was more than six tracks? No, well, he you pulls it up. Money on it? No, Anyways, honestly. So and 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 actually, you know, just listening to to interviews, um, essentially what Just Blaze said was, you know, out of all the folks that were in the Rockefeller Dipset circles, everyone else he felt felt entitled to his beats. So they would come to him and be like, yo, make me a track. Yo, give me this. Give me this. And he'd be like, yo, I'm working on that. Not with he Kanye said free. in the mix. Kanye. Finish, okay, okay. He said Free was the only person who was like, yo, you know, when you get around to it, please let me get a beat. And he felt as though Free gave him the latitude and, and respect. And as a result of that respect, he said, you know, let me be. Essentially, he was the executive producer on that album. I'm going to side with Yika on this particular album. argument. He had 10 out of 16 tracks. So so, so, so uh, just this one it's it's it, it, it passes. Just just gave us the spectrum of singles with your what we do's, which isn't even a traditional single, but became a single because of how good it was. The um, what was the joint with the uh, Petey Crack that was like a re- legit legit single? No, no, he got a lot of legit, side, and then he has album cuts on there. He like got, the he got a with, lot of legit singles, but that's the thing. It's like out of a career that has been as long as it has, you know, because he's like, you know, most producers start off as DJs and then they start producing tracks, like laying tracks down right. for artists. Right. And out of that whole span, he has. 10 tracks out of the one PD. You're faulting him PD for crack. being I'm able to benefit him. from a, a great system. Okay. I'm not faulting right, him. Right, right. I'm counter. I'm countering your yeah. argument. No. So first of all, I love Jay Dilla. Let me make a counter argument to Jay Dilla. I mean, right, who doesn't love Jay Dilla? Of course. Um, the, the counter argument to Jay Dilla is that Jay Dilla never really made art that was transcendental from the perspective of every, every, everybody. Right, the same way I Just Dilla did, or the way the same way Just Blaze did. I disagree. Kids okay. out there, 
If you look into Jay Dilla's catalog, you're going to make a discovery. Right now, as you sit there, there are 8 to 12 songs that you love that you had no idea True. is his. True. I disagree with that. So, so how does he make your album better than my Just, Just Blaze album? First of all, Jay Dilla, on his own, has like three albums to, like, to, to, to his credit, right? Okay. So it's like he's able to have a macro view mm-hmm. and a micro view on a single jay uh uh jay dilla has worked with the tribe called quest the roots erica badu common big names which is what trumps your your argument with madlib madlib I, yo i'm a big fan a jay dilla fan is a madlib fan right right Agreed. so it's like we're not knocking anybody but the biggest name on 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 you know his repertoire is doom so I'm, I'm just saying like to put it into perspective like you know it, it, there is like a skill set there's an experience with working i would 100 agree there i would say actually the biggest name to his credit is actually jay dilla it's actually erica um, too erica and, he's worked with I, erica and i well oh, you talking about just the healer no no america um uh the the what's it yeah, called he did the, the healer I, on he, did, he did no he did multiple tracks he did uh, uh okay. he did a bunch of tracks on there Okay, um, so so I mean the point is that that Madlib and it might be by choice, which I respect. Madlib might tell be you, choosing. I'll tell you what to stay in to, the lane to leave your argument and go to his argument. Mm-hmm. Mama's Gun was wildly more successful than America. I, I, so and why Jay is that? Dilla, that came, but Mama, but America came way later. I mean, what's what's the point? Jay Dilla produced the records that people care about on Mama's right. Gun. Facts. So, I mean, it's like- It is. His, your your example of what the big the big artist is, his person actually created what became right. the sound. So, what, I, what I'm see, saying, I, can, I can't I, I think I've actually that. heard enough. Let me get some final arg- arguments. Cyrus, go ahead. I, I'm telling you, range. So, he has like alter egos. You know what I mean? DJ Rells, yesterday's new quintet. I forgot that he was all over Blue Note. He did a whole album for Blue Note. You know what I mean? Fair. If you talk about range, he has a wider range than I mean, way wider, way wider than just Blaze. You know what I mean? As far as like genres of music that he can touch and actually produce some soulful, impactful music in all those genres of music. <laughs> I'm, I know I'm gonna have to hit y'all with some tracks afterwards because I'm just saying that that I'm a I'm a I'm a fan of his. I'm a I'm, I'm a, a fan, fan of too. So as far as range, as far as like the 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 amount of art, artists that he's produced for whole albums, he's trumps both of your guys. You know what I mean? So go ahead, real quick. Yeah, I'm gonna go just. Um, I I think honestly the the one thing that I think is the shining light here. Well, the two things. One, um, the potential of creating something that's a sound that that the world can consume. Um, secondarily, his network. I think those two things make my produce production pick bigger than okay. yours. Come on. Jay Dilla can match and exceed the uh, range that you're talking about of Mad Libs. Jay Dilla can uh, do uh, entire albums, as he's shown more than once, that I question uh, just Blaze's ability to do. And um, he's transcendental. He's innovative with his sound. Um, one thing... Because I had my hesitations, I always associated him with like the slum village and whatever. That track that he produced for only built for Cuban Links too. Mm-hmm. Oh, the House of Flying House Daggers. Of Flying Daggers yeah. No, no, no. There was another he has, one. Yes, he he's got he several two. tracks. On he there. has he's several tracks. Two. I thought he had two. No, he's got he's got several. No, no, no. Oh. There's another one that Capadonna's on it. I can't remember the name uh, of it right now. Please look look yeah, into it. That look, I swore to God that that was like the RZA resurrecting back into the 97 form. 
and it was Jay Dilla. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, yo, he can do everything everyone else can do. And there's stuff that they can't do that he can. Okay. Jay Dilla's the one. All right. Uh, let me go ahead and wrap this up. First of all, uh, yeah, this is a great round. Mm-hmm. All these producers are amazing. We all know that. Right. Uh, everyone's going to get points in this round. My favorite going into this was Jay Dilla for a lot of the reasons that he said. However, um, Cyrus was the first one to point out that I disagree with his range. I don't mm, see it the I way agree. that you do. However, I'm going to email you some tracks. That's fair. That's fair. However, though, that's my opinion. And the fact that Mad Lib, um, and you said this first, and you said this very, very well, the fact that he has done these projects, he's shown that he can do you know, complete albums from a variety of different artists. Even though I don't see the range that you see, mm-hmm. he still has done that. Um, he said that. I thought I said that. No, nah, no. Nah, he said that first. Mm-hmm. He definitely said that first. Uh, at least that's what I heard first. Um, so you're definitely going to get some points. Yinka, the the biggest knock against you, which they did bring up, is the fact that Just Blaze doesn't have any solo. The, the, the closest one is Freeway. Whether or not um, that's a classic, whether or not that can measure up to, to these, the solo albums that they've produced. Um, and he didn't even get the, the full solo credit for that. Uh, they did bring that up. However, yo, that network argument, I didn't even think of that. Um, very, very, very true. Um, yeah, you're definitely going to get a lot of points for that. Uh, I think that Jay Dilla definitely trumps Mad Lib in the sense that everything that Mad Lib can do, Jay, L- Jay Dilla can do and do better. Right. They've illustrated that. They, they both argumented. Apples articul- and oranges, man. No, nah. dude. Nah. Nah. That's Mad nah. Lib. They <laughs> articulated that. Saying it. Yeah, they articulated Yo, Jay that. Jay Dilla birthed the style yeah, that exactly. became Mad mm-hmm. Lib's style. Um, I, <laughs> He'll say it himself. Here's the thing. I'm going to give a winner to this round, but I'm going to give them the same amount of points. I'm going to give Calmont the winner, and, and, and he was my favorite. Jay Dilla was a favorite. However, both of y'all get three points, all right. all right? Because that network argument, as much as you may not like it, is true. That's factual. You bring in a solo album, um, even though even though Just Blaze does not have an entire album to his credit, which is a knock against you, I think that you did a good enough job arguing the fact that were good he job. to do so, that was he would do that. That's a good point. Um, uh, Cyrus, you get a point, a strong point. Because Matt, no, 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 no. The, the, the simple fact that you illustrated, though, because you were the first one to do it to illustrate that, look, he did these solo projects. You did um, talk about him doing both Stones Throw and Blue yeah. Note, which. Yeah, yeah, very, very, I very, forgot very, that very, very I actually strong. forgot that he released music on Blue Note. So, but I, um, so the, so the, the winner's going to go to Kama, but y'all both get the same amount of points. So we're going to give. Uh, then what the him. hell? Yo, yo Kama, <laughs> I, will, I will tell you, 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 you uh, underrepresented your client. And, and I'll tell you why, man, because. Because you forgot uh, about Jay Dilla's work with like the new JBs and new JBs of, of of the world, right? The 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 big jazz artists that he worked with in the '90s. You also forgot that he produced um, Janet Jackson's biggest hit single of her entire career, which it's like, right. how do you forget well, that? Well, right? no, he, he produced a remix for it though. No, no, he, no he, he produced "Got Till It's Gone," and Q Tip took credit for it, and then they oh, got into no, an no, argument. Q Tip, Q Tip is taking credit for like all the all Jimmy Jamie Terry Lewis took credit for what for what JD did for Janet. God till it's gone. Here's where yes. Carlos okay. and then that remix was a revenge. You know yeah, I mean? the so, revenge. Right. But yeah. the here's thing where, is, yeah, I didn't forget to say it. It's like where, we're, we all know that is Kama, that is a, Kama a big almost one. lost this, but but <laughs> you almost did. You almost did. But where you got it back was when you said that. Look, you said kids. 
look at these hits that you didn't realize were Jay Dilla. But he didn't present any of them. So how how could he win? Oh, come on, come no, on. You, if I if look. I tell you if I tell you right. you know I'm gonna I'm gonna pass a whole lot of policy, guys. And, and, and you're like, well, what, what they, policy? Can, can, and you're can, like, oh, come well, on, come it's on. just no, there. I, I, Trust I could me. score y'all all a point, just a point, because they do have, look, look, Jess Blaze has never, never produced a solo album. Yeah, um, he has that was, that was He's not really, even the executive no, 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 producer. That was, a, that was a great argument. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, right. I'm not yeah. knocking that argument. I'm just saying like. All right. So, so for the education of but, anyone listening, Got Till It's Gone, Vibrant Thing. Like I mean, it's like such a long list. No, 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 no. There's more than that. There's many more. It, more Obviously, I know. All of that is Jay Dilla. What I'm saying is, but he's not representing Dilla what? the way I would represent because Dilla. Because this podcast isn't about Dilla. <laughs> right, you, know what? you know what? You know what? I'm I said eight to twelve. You taking it back? Look, all y'all just drink. All y'all just get a point. Oh my god! You can't even back. Yo, I said eight to twelve tracks that you love. You didn't know. Oh, but you know what? You know the crazy thing is though. Exactly. He did the best thing for you Reverse though. Was, he talked about he talked about the tracks on uh, on Mama's Gun. Here, that's what exactly. I mean. It's like, I, like yo, find if a we way. all know. If was, right. If I was oh if God. I was repping Dilla, yo, the, it he, would be he, over. All right, all right, here's right the now. thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. All right, everyone's gonna get a point for this round. Just a point. Here's the thing. You were the the big favorite going into. This. You had the easiest you did. person you, to you argue. You had the easiest one to argue. And you left a lot of stuff on the board. This should have been question number one because I've been <laughs> drinking throughout this whole podcast. Either way, first either of way, all, because on a real, Dilla, Dilla has by far the most extensive catalog of shit that can connect yeah, in different. It, it different is. So it is. they're all concurring but, that I but won. But I think, I, yeah, I think yeah, honestly, I, 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 the same way I think Greek Freak would kill a bunch of motherfuckers that people think are really dope, legendary basketball players. I think Just Blaze really has a, a level of potential that he's shown, but like. His catalog isn't what Dilla's catalog is. Right. 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 You know what I'm saying? This is this is all right. So give look, me two we're, points we're, we're and then one. Just all right. So we got it's five, five to one. All right. So obviously, final two going into this the speed round. We're gonna have to try to make this real Let's quick. Let's pause it real quick. All right, go ahead. All right. All right. So we're entering into the 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 final round, the the speed portion, if you will. Ba, 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 ba. Uh, we, right now we got Yinka with five points, Calmont with five points. Check and, your calculator though, and Cyrus with a, with a point. <laughs> so what's going to happen is I'm I gonna, dominated I'm gonna this. Throw out these questions. They're going to have about you know a, a couple minutes to debate it real quick, and then Cyrus and I are going to uh, have a chance to weigh in. So you so you you get a chance to <laughs> thank you. All right, all right, all right. All right so y'all ready? Still here. All right, so here's here's how it's gonna go. I'm gonna throw out the question, and then immediately uh, assert your answer. So throw it out there, and then that's what you have to argue. All right, all right, all right. So first question: Better year in hip hop, 1993 or 1998? 93. All right, I'll take 98. All right, go. Let's hear it. 93 was um, the Battle of the Titans. Uh, West Coast having a grip. Uh, you know, headlock on hip hop, and then Wu Tang Clan decides to drop their album, followed by Biggie, followed by Nas, and just this shift of power. 1993 is the inception, if you will, or you know, it's part of the golden age, so definitely 93. Uh, 1998 is a year that, uh, that, wow. contained, that contained a lot of different sounds. You had uh. Equimini, where the South is actually given a voice. Um, you had the miseducation of Lauryn Hill, which is where R&B and hip hop created this hybrid. Neo soul is actually now introduced as 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 a vein of hip hop. Like I feel like 
just the fact that a platform and a voice was given to all the different regions and there was just so many different sounds. People talk about how like as hip hop evolved and as Clear Channel, you know, consumed like all of the sub types of, of different, you know, local scenes um, that hip hop became a homogenous thing, right? Where everything you used a lot of words to thing. describe the end of but, the golden age, but but it, but in '98 there was actually a lot of different sounds that were the present and of the given end. a platform. The beginning of the end is '98. All right, all right. Uh, okay, Cyrus, what uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, '93. All right, but what do you think about their arguments though? Uh, all I remember is that I don't remember being depressed <laughs> in hip hop. <laughs> and, in 93 uh, i remember you so depressed here, in 98 so, so here's my, my 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 issue with carlos argument is that you mentioned artists that didn't come out in 93 but you didn't harp yeah. on that uh biggie yeah, and Nas didn't come out, out i didn't even hear what he said i yeah. didn't know i was supposed to talk about oh, what he was yeah, saying. Still, still going back i was supposed forward. to be talking about what i was talking about he had an argument i wasn't listening you also got a argument. cell phone in your hand that so do you in my hand? Yeah, no, 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 no. You did put out the cell phone. Hey. But here's right. the thing. Um, I do like that you talked about the different directions that it went. Um, you know, talking about, uh, you know, Neo Soul, talking about Lauryn Hill, things like that. Uh, but you did mention Wu-Tang and the West Coast with, the, you know, Snoop. Um, I don't know. It's kind of a toss-up for me. Man, he ain't making no arguments. Yeah, no, you, you, you gave him an elaborate argument. Yeah, come All right, on, man. So, 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 are, we, so are we judging it based on that's called BS. Yeah, so that's called BS. Yeah. You, you, you like the you, year or you like the argument. We talking about arguments here. Based okay, on the so, argument, what do you uh, got? Based on arguments, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. I think I, the I think shift of power well. from the West Coast back to the East, really. You you litigating beyond you know Monday morning quarterback. I think I think I'm gonna go even though I'm not necessarily sure. I agree. I think I'm gonna go Yinka on that one. So, all right, yo, it's the arguments here. It's um, the arguments. arguments. Right, you okay. got to, you got to get all the points. All right, unbelievable. All right, next yeah. question. Um, which producer collaborated best with Jay Z? Timberland. Bink. What? Woo! Yeah. Oh, I want to hear this. Who? Go, Bink. Go. I want to hear this. I was not expecting that. Go. You know, people like to talk about these big, extensive catalogs. That's cool. Straight killer, no filler. Bink has never made a bad song with Jay Z. Pharrell has made multiple bad songs with Jay-Z. I didn't, I didn't so, say Pharrell. Um, I said Timbaland. 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 Timbaland, same, in my opinion. Jay, Jay-Z and Bink have only created have only created a, a, a handful of songs together. Um, two of those being the intro and the outro to his best album, arguably. So, I mean, with All I Need and The Rule Is Back, I just really don't see how you're going to defeat had Jay -Z, those two Had Jay-Z stayed just with Bink's production, he'd be an afterthought right now. Timbaland can be credited to the evolution of Jay-Z, him staying on. Uh, it, it He evolved with Timbaland's sound. So what, what Timbaland records created created his, uh, his whole momentum? What bank? You're you're only talking about banks, right? Well, that's your argument. I'm asking you to defend your argument. Ask him the same. All of the ones in 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 all of the albums that he's been on. Which one? Name them. For what? Okay. Name so them. That's the argument. Them. Name them. What for? I mean, it's like so he's not able to make his pimp, argument. Look, my look. argument. No, my no, argument no, is You got to name it. You got to name it. Come on, help us out. Oh God, I mean, that's what we doing? We battling here. You got to name the tracks. Big pimping. Okay. I mean that. What do you mean? Okay. There, there's one. You you name one. one. All you can name is. I've named. I've named the two records that are that are the Jay Z and Bink collaborations. And to me, those are two of the strongest records in his catalog. 
Not commercially speaking. Not, are, not, we t- are we talking about sales? Because, of because, course. Because, of course. Uh, keeping right, so, him relevant So Vanilla Ice sold more copies than, than, than Volume 3. No, you're changing the narrative. <laughs> no, I'm not. talking about sales. <laughs> I'm sticking, are we talking about sales or no. good music? Yinko. Yeah, we're talking about sales. No, no, before. no. What I'm talking about is the question. You're the one venturing okay. off of that and raising right, your voice. Right. So, 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 wait, so here's the thing. It? If you say Timberland, though, you should be able to name the tracks. Let's yeah. just hear You hear it said Big, Pimp, Big Pimpin'. What else you got? Uh, Jiggle What. Um, that was a tight track. Of course. I mean, like, yo, offhand. I mean, come on, uh, like uh, the, the the all the big Timberland Jay Z joints. It's like so, for, so, so but that's right. what I mean. For it's me, like, I think I think it's thinking it's, of you know, all the names. I, I think we can also think of of actually hit records that the Neptunes made with Jay Z. I actually I'm personally, not talking about those. No, no, no. But I'm, I'm just I'm just using that as a as a, as a counter argument. Right, real quick, right? real quick. What, I, what are, what I, are I, the lame duds that you said Timberland? Exactly. Yeah. Na- name I, the whack joints. I I don't think that um I don't think that most of the records that he did like for example um the snoopy track that you like i i, like I, that shit. I don't think that that's a good uh joint i don't i think that dirtle off your shoulder is actually the most overrated record in in jay-z's catalog um i think that lots of records that they've made together just they just come off as eh to me um right. all, you kidding me f- final arguments come on what you got timberland was the catalyst to, to to take him to like the next stage of his career and stay relevant like a lot of that goes to Timberland. All right, Cyrus, who you got here? Yeah, where's, my, where's my argument? No, that, 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 you, you had your final. You, you started first. You didn't tell me I had a final argument. Uh, well, all right, fine. Go ahead. Final argument. My final argument is the fact that we are here, and we are we. The reason we have this show is not so that we can highlight shit that critics supposedly say are good because it sells a bunch of records. Because there's a lot of shit like that out there, and it's trash. Right? I mean, MC Hammer is not the greatest rapper. We talked about Coolio on the last podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, like this shit doesn't fucking matter to me. So if your argument is just that something sold a shit ton of records i think it's a trash argument my argument that wasn't is, my argument though my argument here for being the is that is that these are the that there that there are two great records on blueprint and i don't think that there's been any space for any deviation from excellence for jay-z and bink they've only had great records right. you, and nobody's made an, a counter argument to that just because you say that doesn't mean that's so, the case. All right, so that's tell me tell like me one do. record from jay-z and bink that's not good no and then, and then we can go no. Okay, so you don't have a counter argument. That's my point. That's Cyrus, you talking what, smack. Sorry. What you got, Cyrus? <laughs> Both of y'all got really good arguments. Got really good arguments. Um I just have to flip a coin on this one. I'm gonna go with Carlos. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh and I'm gonna have the deciding vote here. Uh I think that your best argument was the fact that Timberland helped Jay Z stay relevant, which is true. Mm-hmm. That being said though, I needed you to name some more tracks. Give examples of the ones for what? Because th- that's what that's we're what we're all, doing. We're scoring the argument here. Are we talking to people? But his point was still successful, though. His point absolutely was the strongest tracks on Blueprint. Arguably, are the ones produced by Bink. Um, and I don't know. I don't know of a of a Bink record with Jay Z this week. I mean, what you got? You, me, him, and her. Right. Uh, I mean, oh my god, and that's like, incredible. Um, there's there's a bunch of them, but but if there were weak records out there, you didn't name them, so. Uh, I'm gonna trump uh, Cyrus's vote on that. 
And I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Yinka just because I needed I needed to hear the songs. Had you said the songs that Timbaland did? How did you not say Ola Ovito? Yeah, or okay. oh, there was so many. Yeah. There's there's so many to mention. Yeah. Right, and, and when it's hot, it's hot. Like oh yo, my yo, God. he had like he didn't bangers, dog. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> Like well, know these already. The people, no, no, but no, it's, about the it's about the if arguments. Can, I need because to because that's, that's a great thing. that's a great point. But you got to make the argument. Yeah. People it. listening aren't on this narrative. They they just in their car. <laughs> they 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 know they know that my answer was the one. <laughs> All right, look look. All right, next question. Um, what is Biggie's best story? Hmm. Today's agenda got the suitcase up in the centra. Go to room one twelve. Tell them Blanco right, sent so you. So Yinka has uh, Niggas Bleed. Calmont, it's your pick. I mean, I got a story to tell would be a good title for right. it. Let's go. Yeah. I think the vividness of Niggas Bleed is even beyond what story to tell is. I would say, you know, for your argument is that people wanted to know if story to tell was real and who, who what Nick player it was about. And that was really dope. But I think with, uh, <laughs> with Niggas Bleed, it was like, like Arizona Ron from Tucson. I always come back to this character because because Biggie just really like he created a character that I really felt like I, I knew something about this person. And um, you know, and, and Biggie had mad crazy stories, you know. I mean, he also had somebody gotta die on this. Um, which is you know, back to me, my losing argument for, for, <laughs> for, uh, for life after death. There was just so many great stories on that album. But um, Niggas Bleed for me is the one where like I really just felt like the vividness of like every single detail that he gave me endeared me to the story more to where I really wanted to know what the outcome was going to be. Uh, come on. I got a story to tell. I mean, it, to be honest, it wouldn't it wouldn't even be that. I mean, it's like the most iconic one is, you know. Who the fuck is this? Paging me at 6.46 in the morning. All right. Oh, so we're going to the warning. Yeah. I'm, go, it's go like, with that. It's, go the, with the it's warning. The warning and, and, you know, I didn't. That's the first thing that came in, you know, my head. But then, you know, you don't want to go to that because it's like everybody knows that. Like, nah, top nah. to bottom. Win. But, win. Win. Uh, you got to win. Uh, you got to win. Okay. So it's just like, what, what a great storyteller Biggie was. You know, it's like you start listening and you forget that there's a beat on because it's like he takes you and puts you like he changes the environment that you're in you know what i'm saying it's like the time like you start feeling like damn it's cold it's cold it's dawn and just this story that ends up with you know two people getting murked it's just a beautiful thing like the whole arc of it i think uh you know one of the great things about biggie and one of the great things about all of the great storytellers right is um they give you plot twists and um, individually, the nigga turns around holding his daughter. And, right. You know what but I'm saying? But that's what different um, joint though. Oh, that's not niggas bleed. Yeah. Right, but that's right. what that's I like about joint. the one. And it's like, it, it, it's... That's, someone, that's somebody's it, got to die. It sounds yeah, like... But, but see, that's what uh, what I like about the one. It's like, it sounds like, you know, Biggie's, you know, Biggie's got. Like, he got money, he's on. The jealousy that that brings on, you know, niggas from your neighborhood show up. They trying to rob you, but the joke's on them. It's like... What's that red dot on your chest? You got a red dot on your forehead. Oh <laughs> shit! Pa, and that's the end of the song. It's right. a beautiful story. No, that's dope. That's dope. But I, I, I still gotta give it to to niggas bleed. I just think that, you know what I'm saying? Like, you find an argument. Go ahead, Yinka. 
again, your final argument, yeah. All right, my final argument is just that the the visual narrative that you get from niggas bleed, I think, is is beyond. What, you can't talk. And I Biggie. think that, okay. and I think that, you know, it actually shows progression from you know uh, the record that you're talking about, warning, which is, you know, I think I think that as you discussed earlier, right, like Biggie's ability to tell stories and his ability to write rhymes actually was increased on life after death versus his ability at the time when he when he came with his first album you'll never see a documentary or talk biggie without mentioning warning ever uh it's just mm -hmm. it, it's you know one of the, the 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 best examples of his storytelling puts you in a time I think place a story to tell is the record that they talk about when they talk about his, his story i disagree with that every everybody you know knows that track and there's a reason for it and, i mean it's just gift wrap package with a bow on it and ends perfectly with biggie on top Cyrus, what you got? Yeah, Carlos wins. Here's the thing. Um, I'm actually gonna go with Kama too. Even though, even though uh N Words Bleed, Niggas Bleed is my favorite joint. Uh that is my favorite story to tell. But I think that I think he's right. I think that when you talk about if you have a documentary, they're gonna talk about the warning before they're they gonna talk, talk about, about the warning. Um, but you but that's because did, the song is called Niggas Bleed. I know. You, <laughs> but you, 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 you did bring up a good point. You made some the, good points. The yeah. idea that um, a story to tell, people actually want to know if that was true, yeah. which I'm surprised y'all yeah. didn't bring up. That's true. Um, yeah. And someone's got to die. Oh, somebody's got to die. That was, it was, Yo, I was between Niggas that, Bleed and some, somebody's got to die. The thing about, and then I mixed the two up. The thing about somebody's got to die is like, that is... The, the imagery like you That's feel so like you're actually both, there right. but the warning Niggas does too though it's really good the, war the warning too and then he goes off on the whole tangent about um what uh who's the dude uh the dude from brownsville what's the actual group mop mop yeah Thank no I, I was gonna say that i was gonna yeah. say the, the one thing that I, yeah. I would say is uh, i would give my argument for you is that the other voices that they had yeah. with like other people being involved like oh, my nigga shit. it's my nigga pop from the barbershop yeah. and then you get yeah. pop's voice yep. and then you get mop oh those my niggas you know I, what i'm saying i yeah. think he, i think he's right yeah. though with the awesome. warning the fact that there was uh some white people who actually did a parody of the, the oh, YouTube yeah. they did a parody of the warning on YouTube. on YouTube he didn't mention that in his argument but it, it couples with the fact that he's talking about mm. that with like you know if you're gonna do a documentary on Biggie you have to mention the warning I think he's right, right, right about right. that alright uh, so Good our fourth question best to ever do it on a premiere track wow that's hard best to ever do it on a premiere track right, man I, I got my idea and, and you know it, like it's a shame that that none of us mentioned honorable mention goes to DJ Premier for producer. Really? Um, you know, I'm gonna go with the Evils. All right, so he's got Jay Z. It doesn't have to necessarily be for one song either. Oh, be, that's, see, that's not yeah. fair. Just make it for one song, because otherwise, it's like a whole different conversation. Uh, well, I was thinking about it just in general. Just who, in who, general? Who's the best? Yeah, who's there's the a lot of vocalist? MCs that have gotten exactly. that have gotten so on. Who's the best? Which collection of music is best on over premiere? Which collection of music? Yeah, from which vocalist? Wow. Okay. This this let, this, let, this, let's, this, this section is hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's start. Well, you you cut it and edit it to to kill the death space. Um, now I'm understanding the question. All right. So, uh, collection of recordings, which artist with premiere? Mm-hmm. And you got Biggie? Yeah, he's got several. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Outlaw, the way I understood the question is like, what song? Yeah, if it was what song, it would be an right. easier situation. No, no, I'm going to go. 
Look, I'm picking Nas. Go ahead. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Finally, finally, no, no, no. let's okay. go. Biggie so there's and Nas. Only, that's there's the only question. two. Yeah, there's only there's only that's the question. Look, look, look. There's only two other people, the right? Answer, the answer is Nas because okay. like So this, name name the records as you go as you This go incredible career that, that Nas is that Nas has had. Okay. One of the first tracks that you mentioned is Nas's Light. Mm-hmm. Not only because of how he rips those three verses, but also because of uh premieres like you know he stepped up a level in that production right and the scratching God. okay but that's one song damn right and, and that, but let, let me let me indulge on the song right yeah, yeah, yeah um there are many records but you wanted to so i'm gonna I'm give you the second one second mm. childhood yeah now the second childhood primo uh, no come on of course new york state of my i bet mm. you know you wanted to yeah no no that's good that's good okay yeah yeah so i mean you know Biggie. New York State of Mind Part Two, by the way, was <laughs> that was premiered. That was fire too, but I mean, same. Just joint. showing off. <laughs> that was premiered showing off, and then Nas. I mean, come on. So, Nas. so I'm 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 running with Nas and Primo. That that combination. And so go listen also, to Second Childhood. The, the with the, what was the one? The gun on the dresser. You added joints too, and that wasn't that wasn't. He didn't bring it up. I'm not gonna yeah, give it to him. Yeah, yeah, I'm just curious. What's the name of that? Track? You just wanted to. I, I I gave you power is the name of that record. So you making you making arguments for 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 I'm one artist that I doesn't album. get that credit. So go anyway, ahead, go ahead. Right. good guy, you said two. No, ahead, no, no, I was, I was, I was, yeah, I was agreeing with you. I actually 100 percent agree with him. That was the artist I would have picked if I didn't pick Big. But um, you know, I I just want to start with kicking the door, like. Because, you know, kicking the door is, you know, they, they say Manhattan keep on making it, Brooklyn keep on taking it, right? Like, and Biggie was the the ultimate Brooklyn MC in that J. Rude Damager had this record. It was a record, it was a record that was on was on the radio already, right? Oh, as a as a, as a as a plate. Under the radio. And, and Biggie said Fuck that guy. <laughs> I'm going to rap on this again. And it's going to be so crazy and legendary that I'm going to put it on my album. And you're going to have to let me put it on my album. That's just fucking crazy. So kicking the door is kicking the door. I don't even have to talk about the song, right? It just is what it is. Ten Crack Commandments, of course. Is Ten Crack Commandments, dog. Right. Like, Ten Crack Commandments is one of the few. And no disrespect to Jay-Z, because I love Jay-Z. Jay-Z had a lot of dope records about, yo, this is what drug dealing is about. But like... Biggie gave you the, That's the, the, Bible. The, the, the book, right? Like yeah, he gave yeah, you the, the Bible. He's, oh, you want to be a drug dealer? This is what it is. Boom. I'm you surprised. I'm, I'm surprised you picked the evils over Ten Crack Commandments. To be honest. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna give the evils just because of the 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 storytelling aspect of it. But 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 let's go back to unbelievable. You know okay, what I'm saying? Okay. I was like, waiting and, for. And, and, <laughs> I was right, about to penalize so, you for not mentioning oh, that. Come on, but hell now no. Come on, man. Unbelievable is unbelievable, right? And 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 additionally, right. DJ Premier has talked about how when he works with artists, typically he creates the track and he gives them the track. With Unbelievable, Biggie said, I want you to chop this sample and then I want you to take this R. Kelly vocal and I want you to cut it this way so it says Murder. this. No artist, artists ain't doing that with Premier because Premier is, is a dope DJ in and of himself. He's a dope producer in and of himself. Productions to ever. Biggie told him how he was going to make the record and then he rapped on it and he killed it, dog. No, like, no, like, no. It's just, it's still, Come on, still you, you got a final argument? <laughs> I mean, you're not gonna argue against Biggie and Premier linking up, you know? It's like, once we understood the question and you chose Biggie, it's like, <laughs> uh, okay. 
with that being said though it's like yo primo knew what was popping with now oh yeah and sought him out for illmatic and said take these beats i wish and hope that that album the collaborative album between the two of them really actually happens because i mean they've I been mean, talking about it forever even though it didn't it's like you know yeah, there's 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 many there's plenty tracks, out there there's yeah. plenty out there even on the lost tapes that that yeah. they had even on the lost tapes exactly yeah yeah all right cyrus who you got in this man I mean, Primo did great tracks with Nas, man. But yeah, they all and all those tracks send shivers up my spine every time I, I have to listen to it. But unbelievable, just kind of edges it a little bit. Yeah. You know, he, and I was wait. If you didn't have called it out, I would have gave you some negative points. <laughs> <of that shit. laughs> I was waiting for like kicking the door. It's like okay, all yeah. right, all right, all right. Take right. 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 Miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? So. Just, just for that, I'm gonna give you the yank. It ain't I, hard I, to I, tell. I, it ain't hard to I'm tell. I'm telling you, man. I'm sorry. Oh, man, no, it ain't hard. Nice Lost Pro, but uh, um, yeah, got it. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm gonna give it to Yinka on that one too. I give it to Yinka. Yeah. <laughs> for Christ's sake. Uh, and that's, I think that's gonna. You should have specified that it's a song. If it was one song, it would have been. It would have been a catalog. Breakout artists in a group track that came in. Man, you could have said, man. Oh boy, that would have been all day. Yeah, oh look, look, this is our this is our first time and doing this. We're gonna have some, uh, gonna have Lady some of Rays on you know my oh Steve's remix. Nice, nice. Yeah, oh no, I feel um, but look. is that but like before you you read that, like is is Guru the answer though? Yo, Guru's so. a good answer. I, I tell you why. I don't think he is the no, answer. No, 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 no. I tell no? you why though. I, it's a he, it's a good answer if anybody wanted to make that answer because literally nobody has the catalog against it's Premiere catalog. that anybody else it's has. And if you want to make a catalog argument, you can definitely. Make Yo, because they had yeah. some, Catalog. they had yeah. some jewels. They had That's some great had. joints. But as far as like vertical yeah. impact, oh, yeah. here's the thing: I think oh, his yeah. best joints. You think Jay Roots? I think, I think, I think I mean, Premier's best joints are away from Gangstar. Yeah. Look, you got, you oh, got, yeah. got group right. you got um, nah nah Afu Ra, the here's body the of the life the force. Gangstar, okay, you got, you got um. Oh, you ever heard that? I got it. I heard it, but I gotta hear it again. Really but it wasn't. That. It was fire. Gangstar, you got um, you know my steez, you got royalty, classic joints, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite joints is the joint he has with Scarface. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got you know the joint with uh with with royalty so good, right? And royalty. yeah, above yeah, yeah. the crowd, but but, but 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 kicking the door, ten crack oh, yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah, it ain't hard to tell. Nas is like, yeah. oh my god, man, I think his best joints, even the joint he had Just with uh, with too. CNN. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh invincible. invincible. Yeah. In, uh, the invincible. What about Royce the Five Nine? Boom. Anyway, So look, look, look. Shout the DJ Premier. Our first battleground segment. Uh, we got to wrap it up. We're gonna actually give it to the co-host because he knows how to. He knows how to argue. And look, this is our this is our first one. West Side. We got some bumps and bruises around the way. Uh, so hopefully, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll patch time. it up for the for, for episode now that was two dope. next time we do this. But uh, the well final, done, Yanka. Shout out to Cyrus and Kalmar, man. This shit was right. mad fun. Uh, you know, shout, shout out to Outlaw with the, the braid child with the idea. <laughs> nice. Trying, trying, trying the best we can. Uh, hopefully, hopefully y'all enjoyed this. Um, this is fun for me personally. But uh, no, this this is good. Arguing hip hop, that's what we do here. That is 80s what we babies. Do. I, it's we, funny because this is a lot more actually like the conversations we have off the mic. Yeah, true. Like we yeah. are just always going at each other. That's just, you know, how, how the brothers do it. So peace to y'all. So uh shout out to Cyrus coming give out thanks, here. Thanks, give uh, thanks. And invite uh, me again. 
Shout out yeah, to, no to Kalma. It was a privilege. Thank you. Kalma like a veteran, yo. He, he's yeah. the only, yeah, the only two-time well, uh, person oh, yeah? on, a, on a joint. Nice. Yeah. Fist in the air. <laughs> All right, y'all. Peace. Peace. Yeah. <laughs>